Hey, you damn guys. Welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Are we loveless? I'm Danielle. And I'm Mark. Hey. Hey, Mark's back. Hey, it's Mark Tweedo. Hey, Mark. How's Book it going? Member. Good morning. Yes. Yes, it's great. It so, it's uh, morning over there. So uh, you had a pretty epic breakfast. You shared a picture with us. Tell us about this awesome breakfast that you had. Man, what did you call it? Uh, uh, oh, it's uh, Eggs Benedict on Cornbread Waffles. Did, did you make Ooh. the holiday sauce yourself? No, no, no. This is just a... Uh, I go downstairs... I, in my building, there's a cafe downstairs. I go downstairs. That's the cafe downstairs. Okay. I was <laughs> like, looks... did you make this? Amazing. Oh, my goodness. That looks delicious. <laughs> Benedict. It yeah. really, really is. I'm very I have to ask you a question. This might be tacky. Uh, how, how could you possibly afford this? That's a half of an avocado on that plate. Oh, um, I mean, that's like, did moment. you have to take out a mortgage on your home? <laughs> no. To this avocado uh, at the moment there are so many avocados uh that they can't even afford to throw them out so like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like so like the farms they're just like they, they'll have these trucks that are piled up with avocados and they're just like well we can pay for it to go somewhere to take them to dump them or we can just leave them where they are it uses less fuel that's cheaper we're doing that so they're just lying all over i'm the just ground. saying i think it's irresponsible that you're eating this particular food because i'm very <laughs> reactionary and i let other people tell me how to think even if it's completely oh. ridiculous I, i'm totally also look at this avocados. fancy coffee drink here this is yes. like a three-part coffee drink what's yeah, this oh yeah that's a one plus one plus one <laughs> okay there you go sounds like you'd be absolutely just obliterated <laughs> they're, they're smaller With cups than usual caffeine oh uh, i see so the okay. idea is it's this the same amount of coffee just I, oh, spread okay. over three glasses and you're trying the same bean three different ways that's Ooh, fun and yes, fancy yes okay. it is. this is very nice this one tasted of uh, pineapple and caramel oh lovely interesting <laughs> Um, with your permission, Mark, I guess I could, if I could share this on our stories, I'll share it on a, the morning that this episode goes up. If you want to have some breakfast while you're listening to the episode and you can see what Mark's eating as well. Um, so you can get reference of all the stuff we're talking about, yeah. but this isn't a breakfast podcast. What are we doing? We're having breakfast talk here. This is our book club podcast. We're reading comics. We're talking to our friends and here's Danielle to tell you all about it. No, here's Mark Swiddell to tell you all about it. <laughs> So uh, we command you to go off and read a book. And because you are our loyal subjects, you all go off and you read that book. And then we talk about it and you like have your thoughts on it and you send them to us. And that is called a Hey You Damn Guys. I believe it's still called a Hey Damn Guys. It, it is. It's called that, yeah. Yes. That's a carryover. And, uh, yeah. And then we're like, hmm, maybe not loyal subjects, maybe friends. Friendship. Friendship. Yes. Love it. Well said. And Beautiful. that's a book club. Thank you so much, Mark. Excellent. I got some shouts outs for this week. Shouts, shouts outs. Out. That's right. Uh, I want to shout out Matt Strackbine, the letter hack. Matt Strackbine, the letter hack. Yes. Book club member. Book, book club, club member, indeed. sometimes co-host. Um, yeah, Matt, um, he's got uh, he's got his YouTube channel. Yes, I've been uh, checking that out. He's been plugging us on there. He's been doing some live joins of progressive news uh, anchors from really fun stuff. Yeah, so I'll post that. I'll post a link to that. You should definitely subscribe to his channel. And then he's also got some awesome shirts he just came out with. <laughs> they say the letter hack. Was on he doing? Them. He was doing like a giveaway with the shirts. <laughs> yeah. So um, I I already ordered one of the nice. shirts. I guess um, he said the first 10 people that get selfies in the shirt, he'll do some sort of drawing for them or Fun. something like that. Yeah. yeah. So Fun. I was like, oh, I'm ordering one of these shirts right now. Nice, so nice. hopefully you'll see me up there soon. He doesn't do a lot of drawings for people these days. 
Yeah. Does he? No, he really doesn't. So um, that's uh, an interesting opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And he did some really awesome art of Mark Brooks, uh, who passed away uh, recently. And so now that art is also available to purchase if you want to buy like shirts or whatever of that too. Yeah. So really cool. Yeah, I'll put all the links to that in our show notes. Good job there, Matt. And I also wanted to shout out all of our friends at the Bedrock City Con uh, <laughs> from our episode. You know, we if met you, a lot of friends. Yeah, if you check the show episode. notes, and then if you check our post for the week, we're tagging all the cosplayers and everybody in there. It was so much fun. Super yeah, fun. so follow all of them and uh, check out all the cool stuff that they're doing. Promote some local artists. And uh, I feel bad. Did I not get a picture with uh, Scarlet Witch? I yeah. feel like I got a picture with all the other guys. With all the Spider-Mans and I everybody. You did, but I, I guess I don't know. I yeah. got pictures with all the Spider-Mans and everybody, but I feel bad because uh, she was, she was, she worked. She looked like she worked hard in her costume, and she was very agreeable when she. Yeah. I was like, ah, you want to come do an interview? Well, I have and some she pictures came over of. And uh, to us, so. I have some pictures of her with the other cosplayers oh, okay. that I'll be posting. Yeah, in. I'll be tagging her. In her. There. Her yeah, or whatever. it's all in the show notes of the last episode, mm. and it's on the post for the week, too, if you go and check the post. Well, anyway, we made a lot of good friends and had yeah. a lot of good fun. Yes. Bedrock. Bedrock City Comics. <clears throat> I also have some shouts outs for two creators that we've been talking about recently. You know, on our Twitter, we recently like got like a ton of likes and retweets mm. and followers, and I was like, what's happening here? And I was like, "Oh, Dan Slot retweeted us." Oh, geez. oh wow! Nice. Um, when I said uh, when I said that you have to go out and buy the issue because yeah. the digital takes away some magic, he retweeted that, Aww. and we got a lot of followers and likes because of that. And then oh, also awesome. um, Terry Dodson retweeted Terry, us. What a nice yes, person! Yes, when oh, we nice. uh, when I sh- when I shared the print that he made exclusive for the event at really Red Rock cool. City yeah, Con here in Houston. He's so. such a sweet guy. That like two times that I've uh, met this person has been the sweetest most generous yeah. generous with his time generous with everybody on everything just so sweet and agreeable and so nice working really hard oh yeah so i mean he was the entire con solid we were, the whole con we were there yeah. all day and he we're like so hard. we're coming and going we're going and getting food we're going and getting pictures of cosplayers there. his line was constant yeah. throughout it never stopped it never it, did, like yeah. never slowed He's down it was always coming out the back of the booth always the nicest yeah. most agreeable guy so generous with his time and just really really kind and so that's and nice it, of him and it was really yeah. it was really awesome of him to also uh get recorded for the show last week too. oh yeah the little blurb yeah. that you got, Danielle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and oh, that was that was really sweet of him. He didn't yeah. have to. I kept repeating. I was like, "You do not have to do this. You really don't have to do this. I know that you're busy." He's like, "No, I'll do it. I'll do it." And uh, he's, you know, he's he's sketching for people. He's stopping and having conversations with everybody. He's yeah. really taking his time and just a really really considerate guy yeah. and really just an awesome. I mean, and an awesome artist as well, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, oh, a yeah. really good guy. And then there's another Mark Nelson. Uh, Mark Nelson, yes, that was there. That um just the coolest dude and uh has just some amazing art and was really easy to talk to and i found out he's like a printmaker i didn't know that and yeah. so i was oh wow i was like look i don't want to monopolize your time but i could talk about this forever and so he's just really again like another guy yeah. who's very generous with his time and he wants and, to come back and record with us yeah, yeah so potentially he, in the future yeah yeah so, so he was, really was cool. kind of a cut up when i he, he was like oh i'll record something i'll record something i was like okay and i held up my phone and he did that yeah, little that was thing that he did, which I thought was cute. But he's like, no, for but seriously though, I'll come back and we'll do a thing. So let's, I guess, we'll wait until he has something coming out. And we'll yeah, for sure. With him. But he was, uh, he was also very nice as well. Yeah, and then my final shout out, like Aubrey was kind of alluding to here, is to you, Danielle, because you really did an oh, no. awesome job. At, oh, okay. Uh, you I did, did an awesome job time. getting drunk because uh, basically, like you know, I took the recording equipment up there. We didn't really know what was going to happen. 
And then we ended up being so busy. I told him. Like yeah. we I were told you so this. busy. Aubrey and I were so okay. busy. We we really did sell a lot of stuff. We did. Okay. As um, someone who's done like a hundred markets. Yeah. You, and you've done none. This was your first one. Yeah. I was like, John, you will have zero time to do any recording. Yeah. But you took it up anyway. <laughs> and you know what? You know, and I, you were right. Like you managed to get it set up and. Although you didn't manage to get a whole lot of recording done, I think you you got well, some done. That so was a lot because of you. <laughs> you know, Aubrey and I were there selling stuff. Danielle was running around. <laughs> she 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 went into uh, she went bothering all, everyone. She went all the way through Terry Dodson's line. She went to all the cosplayers and grabbed them and made Being them come so over. So obnoxious. You got the, the the guys from the brass ensemble. Yes. Um, the director of that. And then at one point we saw the GM from No Label, and I was like, I want to talk to that guy. And Danielle went right over. She got him, and then. Like a minute later, he was there talking. Fortunately, to us, all so. of these people are incredibly yes. nice, and yes. they're just you know they were there to have fun, and and uh, they didn't get too annoyed with me when I was like, "Come over <laughs> here now, do something over here," you know. So that was it was cool. Yeah, it, it was, was um, cool. It was a fun episode. Oh. I'm just glad that everybody was in a good mood, even though it was super hot. And I uh, I, I did feel bad being like, "Hey, come over here, come yeah. record a thing," come, oh, you know. Was, but was everyone was very did, sweet. You did a great job on that. Too. It was a good time. Uh, well, yeah. it was yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. And so awesome. Was, I have a shout out. Oh, do you? Yes, I want to shout out Hayden Orr. Oh, book club uh, member. Yeah, Hayden Orr, book club member, so uh, next co-host as well. Yes, uh, I've been listening to his podcast. The last book, uh, the last book on the shelf is him. It's Hayden, his friends John and TJ, uh, and they gave. They've been saying some really kind things about us over there, and so I just wanted to return the favor. They, uh, if you get a chance, check them out. If you like uh, some really cool books, so they'll one one podcast will do a book, and then the next one they do a movie, and then book. Oh, movie, nice, book, movie. excellent. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just been a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah, and uh, I definitely link them in the show notes as well. I want to shout out the little kid who said his favorite superhero was dinosaurs. Yes. I really felt that. No, he said Transformers. Yeah. Oh, did he say Transformers? Yeah, yeah. Why did I think he said dinosaurs? Who Wait, said dinosaurs? No, so so later, so later in the interview, you said, um, <laughs> hey, you all are both wearing dinosaur shirts. What's your favorite dinosaur? Oh, I and, said what's your favorite dinosaur. And one kid goes Velociraptor and the other kid goes dinosaur. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. And you stuff. go, oh, dinosaurs in Just general. Just dinosaurs sure. in general. Yeah. And his favorite superhero is Transformers, and his favorite dinosaur is dinosaurs. That's <laughs> yeah. great. Pretty good. Anyway, shout Pretty out to good. that kid. You're going Pretty... places. That good wasn't sarcasm. There. That's your opinions are are valid. Awesome. No, I totally get that. I mean, like you know, for me, like the Dinobots were the best Transformers, best in both worlds. Oh, oh I love best that. in both worlds. Yes. There you go. What was your favorite Dinobot? Dinobot from Beast Wars. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Just, I mean, come on. His tail transforms into this, like, rotating blade. The guy was awesome. That's amazing. Plus, he, awesome. Was, he was, come on, he was a, he was a, a Predacon that turned maximal. You know, like, he's yeah. got that whole, like, bad guy who turns good, you know, with a heart of gold. Sure. and Mm-hmm. ends up dying emotionally to save the human race. I mean, come on. I nice. have very basic mainstream opinions. I just like Grimlock. <laughs> I just, I do. Oh, yeah, no. I like Grimlock. I Grimlock still have my is original like a, one of Grimlock. The best designs. Like, I've, yeah. I've got to find a Grimlock. He's a big place. robot T Rex. What's not to like? I yeah. don't know why, but he's always sold he out. He talks like Tarzan or whatever. Oh. <laughs> like, <me> Grimlock. <laughs> All right, cool. When I was a kid, I always liked Swoop because he 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 flew, and I just yeah. like things that flew yeah, at the time. Yeah. Man, oh, at yeah. the con, there was a there's a there was a Grimlock figure. And this guy was explaining to his girlfriend that it was the original Grimlock figure. And I was like, no, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to correct this dude about Grimlock. So that's how that day went in general. Good job there. Yeah, No, that's not something you should do. That's obnoxious. 
this is this is a personality defect. Don't do it. Did you see the new Optimus Prime Lego? I haven't seen that. I have that. seen that. I've oh, given up on you were that. Telling that me about so I'll let y'all have this. About but, you guys but, go ahead. I mean, can you imagine if they combined dinosaurs with Transformers with Lego? It would be nice. the ultimate toy. <laughs> yes. Sorry. yes. Okay. Yes. That sounds like fun. Yeah, it's the ultimate. That would be a lot of fun. I haven't seen that. I don't know if I've seen that one that y'all are talking about. We're not big on Legos over here. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I do like Legos. Yeah, though, yeah. But yeah. No, but it's I, just but like I do we like don't collect them. Yeah. Oh, I, I am big on Legos. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Aubrey uh, is our Lego uh, delegation here. Yeah, right? I, I saw a video of, uh, of it on YouTube uh, this past week. It was pretty cool. Nice. To be clear, we're fine with Lego. We just don't like have them yeah. here. And I do have a lot. Of, I do have a lot of Transformers, and we do have a Grimlock. Your original My, Grimlock, yeah, we still have it. It's, it has one of the arms broken. One of the Look, little T Rex. I can't. I can't take credit for that. Actually, <laughs> that there, that has a story behind it. That's not my fault. Oh, okay. I wouldn't have done that. Okay, I we'll can have to come back someday and talk about. No, we don't need to talk about that. Okay, but okay. I just want to say I did not do that. All right, and now we're gonna go on to our listener feedback. Listener, listener feedback. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Copies, get out hardback copies. Digital is fine. Read along in time. Get out. All right. Uh, regarding our invincible episodes, we heard from Callie Kaysen. Callie Kaysen. Book club member. Yes. Hey, Dem guys, but listening to the Invincible Part 2 review. I don't know if you mentioned it in later episodes, but something interesting about Invincible's first few arcs is they're named after 80s sitcoms. Just thought I'd like to throw that uh, to you if you had not oh, noticed prior. No. I had we not. never talked what? about that. No, I did not know that. They're all called 80s sitcoms. Do I still have Are the they? thing here? Yeah. Does it have like the names of the chapters? Why, just to be cheeky? Or? Oh, it doesn't. Not in the Ultimate Edition. It just to be like. cut-ups? Oh, I guess it doesn't have the names of it. It's probably the uh, list on the trades. Maybe that's okay. why we didn't notice. Maybe what, that's why we what didn't What are notice. they? Like, yeah. what are the names? Maybe we would have noticed if they had included any of the names. Maybe it's in the In the book that version. we were reading, yeah. Yeah, but that's so interesting. We, we totally didn't know that. Callie, thank you so much for pointing out that detail. Callie. We appreciate you. Yes. I'm afraid that I was pretty blurry on those ep- those ones because I was reading them while I was at the worst of COVID. So, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I like, oh I, man. I think I need to reread them, frankly, because my memory of them is really vague now. <laughs> we also heard from, regarding our Silver Surfer episode, we also heard from Ross Radke. Ross Radke. Book club member. Yes. I was talking about the part where it um, where you fold over the page yeah. yes. in that Silver Surfer 11. And Ross was like, you definitely need to post a video of how the print version works. Um, there are some cut-paste oh, images video. online that show the basic concept, but it would be cool to see the actual thing. Um, now, I saw you took pictures, but did I, you do a video? I also did a video. Oh, um, I okay. did it for Instagram stories, and I also posted it on Twitter. If, if you check us out on Twitter, you can see that video. It's really worth looking at because I feel like this is gonna this is going to inspire people to actually track this issue right. down. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Ross also said, even if I hadn't read the digital, I would have read it like Aubrey anyways, which Comixology approximates. But seeing the panels below as well would improve the experience because you would be aware of some of the repetition, even if you didn't flip and read every page. Again, yeah. I think it's just like it's just the it's it's an object. Sometimes that's the way things are meant to be experienced. And yeah. I think that that's it's such an interesting concept. And I appreciate that concept so much. Mm-hmm. Like the, the stuff that I do is kind of like that. It's like an experiential thing. It's like this object has 
just something interesting about it that is you interact with it in a different way than you normally would. And that's that's what makes it special. And so taking that away kind of was something that I feel like, you know, if you're going to experience this issue, you should at least have a chance, give yourself the chance to experience yeah. it that yeah. way. I feel like uh, especially, you know, like that um, there's that element of, you know, like when you turn a page, you see both pages immediately. And so, like, whether you're reading that second page um, immediately or not, it's in your peripheral vision and it affects the way you read the first page. And, like, they're designed around that, you know? Like, there's there's something I notice that every now and then where, like, you'll be reading something digitally and you it's a single page like it's not a double page spread but you can tell there's an uneven balance like it's leaning to the left or leaning to the right because you don't have the other page there to balance it out you right. know like but anyway it's meant to be an object it's not meant to be like all this disassembled yeah. thing so i found the list of those trades you found oh, the list um, of the things let's look at the names so uh now you do have those names of the 80s sitcom so yes. yeah what are they okay so it's like i'm not going to read all of them but it's like the first 13 trades are named after sitcoms there's stuff like family matters eight is enough perfect strangers head of the class facts of life different worlds <laughs> three's company my favorite martian and all and the list goes on and on and i'm like i've seen a lot of these sitcoms. that's right I yeah I, th- I feel like we would have known but they they were not included in the trade that we were reading and i feel like we would have immediately recognized seeing any family it, matters so. reginald uh reginald l johnson yeah he's, company, he's in there yeah. he, he's like one of the my favorite martian you've got the martian guy in there whatever. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Pretty uh, cool. i remember um this but, not uh, because i saw it in the because tra- i i uh, bought the digital you know like omnibus collections the ones that are really uh well you know like the right. ones that have got like a third of the series collected in them and um but i went onto yes. wikipedia and as soon as i saw the title headings i was like wait a minute i, I don't know why i didn't look at that i, I it just kind of completely glanced over mm. that so yeah my brain is just not working sometimes uh regarding our episode at uh the bedrock city minicon last week we heard from christopher egan christopher egan book club member yes yes uh Christopher says, I feel like we have to hear a new side of Danielle this week. Texan pageant judge in another life. Sounds like you all had a blast. Some serious FOMO coming from you from NJ. Yeah, I was I was um, if you can believe it, I was even more obnoxious than usual that day because I had had so many beers. Yes. At one point they handed us beer tokens. I was like, am I at a gig? Yeah. Is this a gig right now? Are we supposed to be? supposed to be setting up our stuff on the stage yes but another thing and it was also captured in the episode last week they kept bringing us waters Mm -hmm. yes they Mm -hmm. brought us as many beers as we had they kept bringing us waters dylan i think they heard me getting louder and louder (laughs) and probably said that that girl needs water yes um, give her some water dylan and matt from bedrock city who were both interviewed on the episode last week they were so awesome to us so Anyway, again, shout out to our local comic book store. We also heard from Ross Radke. Ross Radke. Book club member. Fun episode. Glad you added in some of the live music. Danielle really seemed like she was in her element, (laughs) hyping cosplays and chatting with kids. Yeah, that was really fun. (laughs) I liked when you were like asking them for high fives and stuff. I was like, oh, that's really cute. I'm going to put that in there. Um, That was some good stuff. Well, they kept coming up to our booth and, you know, like little kids don't have money. And so I feel like at least we should be like, hey, what's up, dude? Thanks yeah, for coming no, over. We're giving you them know, stickers like, and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah those they're there to have a awesome. fun time. And, you know, even if even if their parents can't buy them anything or aren't going to buy them anything or whatever, you still want to make sure that they have a positive experience at the con. Yeah. yeah. They like being, it's they like kids. talking into the microphone. At, so. at the end of the day, like, yeah. you know, comic books supposed to be for kids. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to make sure that they felt welcome, etc. I sent that picture that, uh, that we use for the episode to our family chat. Aww. And, uh, my sister-in-law was like, 
is that what John and Danielle look like? And I was like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, dad, they never. Well, uh, uh, Janelle's never seen you guys before. Uh. So. <laughs> oh, nice. She's yeah. like, it's really cool to put faces amongst voices she's been listening to. <laughs> right on. Awesome. Got to hate you damn guys from Hayden Orr. Hayden Orr. Book club member. Great episode, you damn con men and woman. It's fine. Gender's not real. It's it's It doesn't matter. This sounded so fun. You could really feel the energy in the recording. I feel like every one of you are trying to find a polite way to say that Danielle sounds very drunk. And you know what? I respect it. It made me wish I was there drinking some beers and seeing some cool comic stuff. Awesome. We wish you were also yeah. here hanging yeah. out with us and uh, drinking you beers were and seeing cool spirit, comic yeah. stuff. Yes. There you go. We also heard from Benny Decker. Benny Decker. Book club member. Yes. Yeah, that's right. When I posted all the cosplayers with Danielle, he said, that person in the Danielle costume looks spot on. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. That, that was a good one. Sounds like you damn guys had fun. Someone messaged me like, did you cut your hair? I was like, no, it's up because yeah, it's so it's hot. Really hot. So, yeah. so I have so much hair. It's so much of it. It's so big and long. And so I had to put it up in a big clip. But so it's back there. It does look like I cut it all off. I did not do that. Yes. Calm down. It'll it be all right. It was out there. Yes. Yeah, it was extraordinarily hot. We also heard from Matt Strackbine, the letter hack. Did we? Matt Strackbine. The letter hack. Book club member. Yes. yes. He said, I would flip out if I saw these damn guys at a con. Oh, we would really flip nice. out. Yeah, we would, would love really to go. have you at the con. Yeah, we need to, to do hang more of those. Yes. I wish we could go. To, I wish we could go to all the cons. Oh, I wish we could go <laughs> hang out at the cons. And we also heard from DJ Alpha T. DJ Alpha T. Book club member. Yes. Want to put some shades on, get some lasers going. I know. Well, he is a, yeah, he is an actual some DJ. Smoke machines. Um, he said, added bonus points to Aubrey. For the weekly planet shirt, grab that gem. There you yeah. go. So, nice. yeah, promoting the an actual DJ. You say, oh, yeah, he's really good. Goodness gracious! Yeah, um, he shares his playlist on Twitter. You can check those out. Excellent. Yeah, good job. I shall. St- All grab right. That, grab that gem, you guys. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> good stuff. Thank you for all the listener feedback. And now we're going to go on to our book club episode for the week. And this week we're talking about Salt Magic. This is an original graphic novel published in October of 2021 by Hope Larson and Rebecca Mock. Hope Larson is an illustrator who's done a ton of original graphic novels. She also has an Eisner award-winning adaptation of A Wrinkle in Time. She also wrote a run on DC's Batgirl comic from 2016 to 2018. And Rebecca Mock is an illustrator and comics artist. She illustrated the graphic novels Compass South and Knife's Edge, both written also by Hope Larson. Her work also appeared in various publications, including the New York Times and the New Yorker. I love a good duo. I love when a good duo is working out. That's good. Yeah, I definitely want to check out these other titles that they've worked on together because this is the first one that I've read. And I actually read this title because of you, Mark. This was a recommendation that I got from you. You want to talk about how you were introduced to this book? Um, I was actually, uh, I liked Compass South. Um, I I have not read the sequel yet. Um, I need to get on that. It was one of those ones that, you know, put on the list and you go, I'll get it one day when I've got enough money and it just slips through the cracks. Right. But anyway, um, when Salt Magic was coming out, it was like, oh, it's a standalone book. It's, you know, like um, I just grabbed it just basically because of the creative team. It, but I almost missed out on it just because um, for whatever reason, uh, these other publishers that aren't, you know, like DC, Marvel, Dark Horse and all that, you know, like they uh, – you never know that uh, like when they're bringing something out they just slip through the cracks right. yeah i literally found out about it a few days before it came out and had to pick it up immediately digitally liked it so much i then bought it physically yeah i bought it off the recommendation alone i mean when you said i just like ordered it online and uh it was so great 
I read it like in one sitting and then I took it to Danielle and I was like, you have to read this. I was like, you have to read. I was like, I'm going to put this on the table when you have time. You need to read this. So anyway, I was so I'm so glad that you could join us to talk about it on the book club. Let's talk about this cover here. So from doing some research, like it looks it seems like both of them are illustrators. But Rebecca Mock is the one that is doing the illustration for this book. Correct. Yeah, I'm sure it helps though to be able to speak that language and kind yeah, of get your. Yeah. You know, yeah. your like layouts and et cetera. What's the word I'm looking for? Storyboards? Yeah. Storyboarding. I bet that that's okay. That they could do that together. Right. She could okay. probably communicate with her easily. Nice. Stuff like that, perhaps. I don't know. You know, like a, Mignola, you see, a lot of times you see like yeah. Mignola does the little yeah. storyboards or the little thumbnails. He's handing it like off to that. another artist. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. So that might be like, because if you're writing a thing, you're like, I envisioned this thing. They make a great team, obviously. This is an excellent story. Yeah. Like going through even the title page has this like pink crystal rock or whatever. We know that's going to like come to mean something in the story. But I just like all these like little details. When you go back and you read it the second time, you know, it has a lot of meaning to it. I was working on a print that was really kicking my ass. And she was like, oh, you should look at this. I was like, no, I won't. I refuse until this print is finished. So I finished the print and then I read this. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't, though, because like then. I would hate to be like accused of lifting anything out of here. Sure, sure. For that yeah. print, but like, oh my, this is just such a rich bed of. I was making my brain yeah, explode. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So like, I am like, I am glad that I didn't. On on one hand, but on the other hand, like, I was. It was really refreshing to read this because the art is so incredible, and there's just so much to it. Like, I went back after I read it just to look at it, just to look right, at each page yeah. because there's just so much amazing. Mm. Yeah, it's incredible. I, I actually had never really heard of this until John's like, "Hey, do you want to read Salt Magic?" Same for the for the uh, book club, and I'm like, "What's that?" <laughs> and then you uh, lent it to me, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" And then I forced myself not to finish the whole thing because that's how I do it for the book club for you Keep guys. Keep it fresh, yes. Um, <laughs> I just I just tore through the whole thing. I just yeah. burned through it. But it was it was cool. Also, like uh, after the Eisner Award nominations came out this week i was flipping i was looking through those and i saw that it was nominated that's so awesome that yeah. was like pretty awesome yeah what a great timing for us to be talking about it right now yeah, and i hope that uh, more people are discovering the title you know hopefully some book club members have picked it up so they could follow along with us well there was somebody at the con that was like oh do you have any recommendations for like stuff that my kid could read i look down this this little girl i'm like salt magic oh yeah i remember that absolutely yeah, salt yeah. Magic. so i hope that they picked that up for her yeah, i really do yeah, good stuff and i love these uh every um chapter has like this chapter page um yes. so this chapter one is homecoming and we see like uh this beautiful illustration by Rebecca Mock. What is this? Um, cherry blossoms. Cherry. Bl it looks kind of like that, right? Well, I, I first I thought cherry blossom, but then I was thinking maybe because it's in the, um, it's more in the in American South. Uh, I think it's more like a dogwood, maybe. Right. Yeah, it can oh, be. Oh, dogwood, yeah. and they mentioned dogwood later. Yeah. Good job there, Aubrey. Yeah, they do actually. Awesome. So we open the story at the train station. Lots of stories end with a kiss. Let's take care of ours up front. That's a great opening from our main character, Von Ciel. It's 1919. She's watching her brother return from the war and being greeted from the train by his girl, Amelia. Von Ciel isn't happy about all of this. Now, I've, in my head, have been pronouncing this name. I've never read this name or heard this name. I've been pronouncing it like uh, Lucille. Von Seal. Von Seal. Is that incorrect? Yeah, yeah I was doing Von Seal as well. Von Seal. Okay. The, um, when I did the, I went to pronunciation.com. I listened Great. to different, no, a couple different ones. Yeah. yeah, so 
Von Ciel is like what I kind Beautiful. of heard right there. So well, it's a anyway. gorgeous name. Uh, with a French accent, it would sound even better. But like I don't bon have that. Yeah, it kind of like that. Yes. I think the first thing is like your, this artwork is just so yeah. It's it's really tight, but also loose, and it's kind of got yeah. you know it invokes kind of also give me a feeling of like uh, Sunday comics from back in the day. Right. See, to me, it looks like it's watercolor. Right. Oh, yeah. It looks like yeah, a watercolor, and it looks, it's so dynamic. Yes. I got mm-hmm. like a, um, some Tyler Crook vibes also mm-hmm. you, with the watercolor, uh, yeah. um, kind of from it. But it has, a, to me, it almost has like an animated, very look expressive. To yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is, I like how you described it because it is very clean, but then the colors are very loose. And I want to talk about the colors a lot more as we get into it. The colors oh, are yes. so important. And actually, also there beautiful. is one thing right here on the first page I have sure. to mention just with the colors. Because they, like, you're only uh, on the first two pages, they're already introducing a key part of their comics language, yeah. which is um, whenever a character experiences a strong emotion, the kind of emotion that you would feel that sharp change in your stomach, mm-hmm. they change the colors radically for a single panel. Yeah. And you can see that already happening where she sees the ring going on Amelia's finger and, you know, you get that the jaundice oranges. Right. You know, kind of uh, appearing well and there's a shift like so the first the very first panel is mostly like it's a lot of green that's very prominent and then the second panel like that green is shifting into the purple but it's they're both faded Mm. and then in the third panel it's all this purple pink and then like you said it shifts to that Mm. very bright orange it gives you that sharp shock of emotion so i wonder you know there's um a lot of people that experience things like that of when they experience certain emotions or smells or sounds or, or tastes or, or touch or anything like that, they'll experience things simultaneously. So like the letter A will be orange for them or whatever. Okay, and right. so I wonder mm-hmm. if like emotions like this, if you experience that as an artist, you could maybe put that easily into right, your art. Right. I don't know. Like that's, that's synesthesia kind of a deal. It really communicates to the reader, like you were saying, this very vivid feeling, this very vivid emotion of that, like you said, that sharp shock of when that happens. That's really interesting. Yeah. It's, um, it's something I grew up with because of, um, Asterix actually, mm. like the, uh, old Asterix books used to do it quite oh, a yeah, bit. Yeah. And then unfortunately they recolored them, so they don't do it anymore. Boo. Oh. Boo. Boo. Why wow. Do you do that? Can you no. still get access to those they original did. colors anywhere? Um, I don't know if you can. It's, it's just unfortunate. I guess they decided that it looked a little too 70s and 60s oh, and boo. tried to make it mm. more what? homogenous with the modern books. Right. Oh, I hate that. Mm. I hate that so much. That's like George Lucas being like, this 70s movie looks too 70s. <laughs> leave it. Leave it. We like that about mm. it. That's what we like about it. Leave it. Yeah. like I actually was recently rereading through the Walt Simonson um, Mighty Thor run, and they recolored that with oh, modern colors. Golly. And I'm just like, boo. It just doesn't look right. No. Yeah. Well, the paper lent a lot to the colors. Yeah. yeah. Too. We've talked about this before. Uh, but going back, I wanted to talk about, I like how the fact that the mom, dad, and the and Bond Seal are just spying behind a little thing, watching um, yeah. watching him kiss and giving that ring. Right, it's like, yeah. Oh, that just seems so cute and wholesome. It yeah. really is. Yeah, they don't want to interfere, really but they don't want to like, miss, miss it. it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so Von Seal, she has these word boxes throughout the book where we hear her thoughts. She thinks, when Elber got shot in the trenches in France, I prayed he'd meet a pretty brave nurse at the hospital there and fall for her instead. And so when she's, like Mark said, uh, he proposes to Amelia and she thinks, oh no! (laughs) That was funny. Oh man. So the family get all wrapped up in that. Vonciel and Elber finally have a chance to catch up and we get some background on the family. 
one sister got married and had a baby that's Mary. And then the other two are back home and they both have suitors. It's all they talk about. So boring, Von Ciel says. As they ride back to town, Elber says Von Ciel will have to show Amelia around. She's from town, Von Ciel responds. From town ain't from Paris, Von Ciel. And she'll have you to show her the ropes. I wish she was from Paris, Von Ciel says. I do love the colors on this, though. And like um, these two bottom panels Masterful. are like bra- like kind of like brownish um, as they're under well, the shade I mean, and all that kind of stuff. Well, not only that, but it's echoing the feeling. I mean, like literally like she's just describing, you know, Amelia as being this drab person. So all the colors shift to drab right, while yeah. she's hanging around. Yeah. Yeah. Like the two of them are in the same space. So the whole world becomes drab while they're together. It's the way that she's feeling and experiencing everything. Mm. So look, interesting. You can see this page, like the second she walks away, look, all the colors come back. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the co- and, and as Amelia walks away, she's half colored. She's not she even, doesn't yeah. even have mm. color in the top half of her, which I thought I noticed that. And I was like, isn't that an interesting choice yeah. to yeah. do that? But yeah, it totally yeah. makes sense, Mark. Thanks for pointing that out. Um, but this sentiment of I wish she was from Paris, this is the second time that she's mentioned it. Yeah. You know, I think that this is going to mm. like come up again. But I, I like this little detail that she wishes for this like kind of like other for she wants some far thing. away exotic yeah, thing yeah. and then it's yeah like but she wants it for another person which is so yeah it's such a little kid it's thing. interesting yeah yeah it's like it's yeah. like the people in her life are still dolls that she plays with and not like people that have right. their own thoughts and feelings and you know when you're a kid and you realize like oh my parents were people before i was born yeah yeah oh yeah. my <laughs> brother was a person before i was born like that kind of hasn't happened to her yet right so that's interesting yeah. that, that we're starting there i really like this map page i don't know why if there's something like i've always liked there's maps. something about a yeah. map page uh, in a book isn't there yeah i then, love it and then this map is just like it's so awesome and i like the little jeep on it and just the, the I like scale to imagine of the, the the characters where they mm. go when they're going places yeah it's yeah. a very lord of the rings kind of a yeah. thing or uh, indiana jones yeah yeah, kind yeah. Of thing. or yeah. just what I, you know like when you when you when you read a book and there's a map like at the very <sighs> start of the book i'm always turning back to that mm-hmm. map i'm always turning back to that map high five <laughs> I am going to have to link you guys a video that um, I was watching just last night about like map design for fictional oh, worlds. Beautiful. And, yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, it's interesting because all the psychological elements about placement mm-hmm. and how it guides your eye mm-hmm. and what's mm-hmm. on and what's not on the map. Uh, it's all right here in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh, awesome. Okay. Um, yeah. But I do Every like this. book that has a map in it. Just and so just... it shows uh, Gypsum, which is like the main town. And then they're on the Taggart farm, which is 10 miles north of that. I like a Turkey Creek. Something yeah. very alliterative mm. about Turkey Creek. <laughs> Vonsio talks about how her father built their property around a spring, understanding how important it is to have the water source. She talks a more detailed diagram of all this. I love I all love this. It. I love this, this so page. Good. I love like how it's arrows pointing to like buffalo just grass go for or whatever. It. Just it's do just, it. It's just really cute. This it's is the amazing. Way that this girl thinks about her yes. world and her life. That's where the buffalo grass is. That feels like something I would notice as a kid. Like, oh, that's where the blackberry patch yeah, is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just such an interesting. I love that hill, wooden roof, and the spring-fed pond. Thank you for and that. There's all the family members. I love that diagram there. It kind of shows like all their different ages um, when Bonsiel was born. Feels like that's the way a kid would draw their yeah. family, all in a little row there. Mm. It's cute. Yeah, especially you know, arranged tallest to smallest. Yeah, right. absolutely. 
So she talks about that there were snakes coming out of the walls in the Saudi. It's kind of <laughs> it's just built into the hill. It's a little so hobbit hole here. They had to get an actual house. She says they picked it out of a Sears catalog and then they sent it over from Chicago and they built it like a jigsaw puzzle. What an interesting artifact <laughs> yeah. of that particular specific yeah, right. place in time and space. So of... uh, Sears catalog provided these houses from 1908 to 1940. Yeah. And they have all these different names like the Admiral <laughs> and the God, I wish I could remember oh, what the other man. ones were called, but um, that was one that I remembered. I was laughing at the Admiral. That's great. Uh, but they had all these names <laughs> like that. And then some of them were just like model one, one five or whatever oh, wow. as the years went on. <laughs> And, so, and I was trying to find which one this was. Oh, yeah. I couldn't find one that looked exactly like it. It kind of looked like model 115. Okay. So anyway. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering about that because, you know, like I was wondering if like when they were doing research, they went and looked at Sears catalogs from like the 1910s to find right. them. You can, uh, they're all online. If you just Google, uh, <laughs> there's a catalog of them. You can look at every single year oh, wow. and every single one that came out. What a fascinating little snapshot yeah. of this I'll link that in the show notes. I'll link in the show notes along with the videos that Mark is talking it's about. It's such a specific, you know, point in time and space where you could, order a house from a catalog like what <laughs> so uh when they get to the house the other sisters come out um to greet elber and celebrate the engagement as well one of the sisters as she's talking i think this is ida she's like and then i'll get married and then von sale not if i have a say von sale says mm-hmm. and she's dragging the heavy military rucksack inside i really love that i love how she's like taking it upon herself to yeah. like do this i don't want to be here i'd rather do a chore yes that says a lot (laughs) to me but it's but it's also his too so i think like she's very it's a connection it's a connection to him because he's gonna have to come get it yeah i'm helping him i'm being a helper i'm helping him specifically this is my responsibility i'll carry his stuff it's like i'm in charge of this almost like a territorial thing as she's bringing it upstairs then elber comes and he takes it from her and then she gets called down to her chores and elber's like we'll catch up later and so like that this has been what she's wanted to do the entire time you know first first there was a proposal then she started talking to him and then amelia came back and interrupted what they were doing it's frustrating then like now this has happened so it's just kind of like all she's wanted to do was have this time with him and that hasn't been able to happen especially if you're a kid that's that's so frustrating too you just want to spend time with this one person and they're an adult they have to do all these adult things and you have your own things that you're (laughs) responsible for and it's just you can feel her mounting frustration here and uh as she returns to her chores i love the yeah the frustration that rebecca mock puts on her the little cloud above her head and all those little mm. details oh, yeah. is like yeah. oh i just very child um, i really love her expressions very, and yeah. all that stuff it's just so good i love that they allow themselves to have this cartoonish stuff in such an expansive and it's just such an incredible experience this whole story this all the art is so magnificent and you know we still are able to fall back on these things that they just there's it expresses and communicates that so clearly and so i i appreciate that they didn't limit themselves to like oh well this is serious business we can't have any of that comic stuff in here they still were like no let's do the comic stuff let's do it and they didn't limit themselves and you know what i appreciate that i think that's really i i think that's great i like that I think that's that's, that's actually really cool. something I really really like about um, comics that are made for the under twenties. Yeah, you know, like they always are more free. They're okay in with using it. comics language. Yeah, yeah comics language. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I, like because 
don't get me wrong, caption boxes are great and everything, but man, it's so disappointing to me that people are afraid of thought bubbles. And it's just like, if you look at manga, you're suddenly like, man, they're everywhere. Yeah. You could be this free. Why do you lock yourself up? I think it's a mood. It's It's got to be yeah. the right mood for it. So I think if you're setting a oh, certain yeah, there's tone. There's books where it feels wrong. Yeah, there's but, a certain you know, tone like, to it. But I think that they really, um, they very gracefully are able to incorporate all that into this story. It doesn't seem out of place at all. Mm. But it also doesn't seem any less elegant. Yeah. Like it's a very elegantly yeah. done story and it doesn't seem less so for the inclusion of these uh, elements. Oh, just as an animator, I appreciate like little things like um, you can see in panel one and panel three, she's got the, you know, the swirling cloud of yeah, anger, yeah. right? Yeah. What I love is that in the third one, you can see it's directly over her head. She's not moving. She's just pouting at the table. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's walking yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's trailing behind it's her. Trailing like, behind her. Yeah. You know, like, it's great. Like that that's little, really that's good. Yeah, detail that adds motion. Like that. Yeah. I also love the desire trail in the one, two, three, the fourth panel, the desire trail of like, there's not an official trail, but there's a desire path. Yeah. Oh, in the grass. The yeah. desire path that they did. I like that. that, they took the time to make sure that that was in there. That, that's that, on a farm. That that's what there, happens yeah. on a farm. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I, I also appreciate it. And they'll reference it again later. The relationship between the sisters, because she is the little mm. sister and they kind of like, go do this, they, go do that. They're like, what crawled up her knickers? I think she's going to get her monthly. And she's like, mind your beeswax. And then they laugh at her as she's yeah, walking away. It's very, you know, sisterly. there's a, there's some, mind your own beeswax. There's over some here. relationships. I, I like that. You know, I, I think that stuff is fun. Fonciel thinks about how close her and Elber were. They were like twins, although they were 11 years apart in age. And we see her fetching water from the spring um, I love that illustration of her face reflected yeah. in the water. Yeah. They just went for it. Yeah. There was a water pump like this at my great grandparents' right. uh, property. And I remember having to go pump water from it and being like, what is, what's, what right. is yeah. this mechanism like? <laughs> and there was one of my grandparents' uh, farm plot for a while until they eventually got rid of it. But yeah, I remember doing that mm. as a kid, like pumping water okay. and stuff. It was super weird because everywhere else I was at, there was not one of those. Yeah. Anyway. I just, I had a fond uh, place in my heart for this object when I saw it. Yeah. This is one of those moments too, where like, I, I read the book originally digitally and then bought the print book later. And I remember reading the print book and getting to this section and going, man, the digital ruined this bit oh. because they split up the pages. Oh, so if you look golly. 18 and 19, look, the way her head is in the water, the ripples and everything, mentally, she wants to be somewhere else right. and it's you know, giving you a bit of foreshadowing of where she wants to be. It's like echoed then in the next page on the second panel. I feel like I like, still got that because right. like I, I like we were talking about earlier, I'm a big flipper back and forther. Like like yeah. Aubrey and I like to flip back and forth. We have like I feel like I, I feel like I still got that. Well, you read the you read the book. I read the actual physical yeah. copy. Yeah. But yeah. even here, like I think subconsciously I still felt it. But, you know, it's just one of those things that. I was much more conscious of it in the print version. I did read yeah. the physical book, but like looking here at Aubrey's iPad, like I still got that impression. Like I still, yeah. you know, reading it mm. like this is still, I feel like that's still. That's a good detail. Though. Yeah, yeah, it is a good detail though. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's actually one thing I'm annoyed about the Comixology app update. It used to be able to have, like if you turn the Oh, iPad, you could, you had the yeah, option it would to have, do it. It would have yeah. both pages side by side. Right, right. But now I could get that. rid of so much functionality anyway it doesn't we don't need to go back down there let's not do this conversation again i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry but you're right you're right it is a different way of reading it and i do respect your opinion about that it is a very different way of reading it if you're you know extraordinarily visual person 
you might pick that pick up on that but if not then you might miss it so it's good to point that out thank you for doing that von sale says it's her favorite chore because it lets her get out and think all my thoughts are ugly today she thinks a swim will rinse it out i love that line all my thoughts are ugly today and that's just like that's good stuff i don't know it's just good writing yeah um, I, I love that you pointed out that she originally starts this journey in her head and then it ends up because she makes it reality. That's such right, an interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this page is magnificent yeah. where she's uh, finally gained her swim. Yeah. Brush strokes. This whole sequence, like I was reading the book and really into it. Then I got to this sequence and this is the sequence where I fell in love. Yeah. So here she's surprised by Elber. They finally have their moment where they get to talk. She sees his war injuries as well. He takes off his shirt and he mentions that some wounds aren't easy to see. The doctor says he won't be totally healed. So that's why he needs Amelia. She'll take care of him, he says. She's immediately like, ah, it's fine. You're all right. Right. We also learned that Von Seal kind of hoped that she could escape Oklahoma with Elber. You know, so she had this idea that maybe he would stay out there or something and then she could join him out there. And it would be the two of them. Now I'll never get away from here, she says. You could uh, just go to Europe, though. <laughs> but she doesn't want to be without him. She wants to be with him and join him in this adventure, in this life. And he's like, I was in a war, actually. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, maybe maybe she didn't think that all the way through. I'm glad they didn't shy away from his, uh, his war wounds and stuff yeah. like that. Because, I mean, if you are somebody who just got back from that, I mean, it is kind of good to, um, to kind of see that. Because, I mean, World War One, the Great War, was horrible. Yeah. You know, like you said, this is the first moment that they've that she's been able to spend with him and she's been really looking forward to this. And then there's all this complicated shit that keeps happening. And so I feel like that only adds to her frustration, right. even though this yeah. is what she wanted. And she's like, well, that didn't go the way I thought yeah. it would go. And yeah. Elber says, I know you feel too big for this place, but when you get out of here, you'll see how small you are in the world. She says, don't treat me like a kid. You never used to. True. But I was a kid then, too, he says. Yeah, that's another thing, too, because like uh, I'm a. I mean, guessing before the war, they always like hung out and did things yeah. and goofed around together. And of course, you know, he went off to war. For, he was in a war. Right. Or like, what was he gone? Like two years? Yeah. 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 And he so. comes back. And yeah. He, so he left when he was 19 gonna, and came back when he was 21. That's going to yeah, change so, you. I mean, yeah. That's definitely going to change you. I mean, you're just going to see the world in a different way, in a different place. And she's still, I mean. Been on the farm. Yeah, yeah. The whole time and just waiting for him to come back. Yeah. That's a really interesting like idea of like she's having to deal with the fact that their relationship is growing and changing because he's growing and changing and maybe she'll have to grow and change too. What's it going to look like after that? Like, is it going to, are they going to be able to come back together or not? And that kind of, that's where that leaves this Mm. interaction. It's just an interesting way to dive into their um, dynamic. Yeah. As she goes back with the water, she's like stupid Amelia. Now Elber's going to get married and have kids and take over the farm. She made him ordinary. I'll never forgive her for that. And she like slams the door on Elber as they're coming back inside. We also see her filling up the drinking water with the water from the spring. Feels like he really wants to be ordinary and have a calm right. life. And she's like, no. You should be adventuring. And he's yeah. like, no, this is what I want. And she's like, I don't care. And it's just a very little kid kind of a thing. Mm. You can see, though, that she's at that age where she's beginning to become aware of it. But yeah. She's resisting it. Yeah. Just because like that look when she's climbing out of the water and he says, but I was a kid then too. You can see that on some level, right. she, she understands rec- that. Yeah. And she hates it. She, <laughs> she recognizes yeah. that. Well, she wants to pin it on someone. And obviously Amelia is a mm. good target for that um, because it's like, she can yeah. just blame her for all of this, even though it's like, no, sometimes relationship dynamics shift and no one is at fault and it just happens. 
And that's a very scary mm. thing to face. And yeah. you'd rather just be like, nah, it must be her fault. <laughs> it's easier to deal with. I like the way uh, Rebecca Mock illustrated this slamming of the door. Oh, yeah. Got the, the slam on a monopia and then the slam lines all around. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, really yeah. cool. Yeah. Chapter two, Old Dell. We get another nice farmhouse, picturesque yeah. farmhouse. Uh, and we open on the wedding of Elber and Amelia. And this Warm art is just, yeah, wedding, it's man. fantastic. I love all the <laughs> colors on this. There's so much detail. I mean, you could really zoom in and just look yeah. at all the different stuff that's in there. She, it's really nice. She really said, let me do a farmhouse wedding in the South. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, Von Ciel is with her sisters, Ida and Flo. And I, I love this interaction because Von Ciel is like, who are all these strangers anyway? We don't even know who these people are. And Ida's like, well, actually, I know this person and here's a detail about them. And here's this person. And there's a... so they do know all this. So yeah. that kind of shows you like Von Ciel yeah. doesn't know everything. She's just yeah. at, at some point she's just being like a Obstinate. stubborn little kid. Yeah. yeah. Well, I totally get that just because like I was like one of the younger kids in my family. And I remember like. Fam- like it's a big family so like yeah. we had family reunions and everything where there'd be like a hundred people and oh. like i don't know who these people are <laughs> exhausting <laughs> exhausting so they know a detail about every single one including great uncle dell he snaps at and kills a fly with his teeth he immediately <laughs> that's impressive my i wanted to know more about him immediately i was like this is my favorite guy i would spend the whole entire day just ne- sitting yeah. next to him talking to him hanging out with him yeah. He would be the guy I would just stick to him like glue. The choice they make here, yeah, where like, he's all in the black. Everyone, yeah. like all these, yeah, exactly. The blacks just hanging over him and everything, and it just it's it's in such stark contrast to everyone with the blue skies. Well, and the detail that they know about him is Von Ciel is like, didn't he murder someone? so that's like that's that's the only thing that she knows about him is potentially. So she had to hear that from somebody, yeah, right. Mm. hang out with that guy and we also see her sister mary so she's been cleared by the doctor to attend this is a sister that was pregnant um and she has a baby and so they have this nice little reunion i like this because von is like excited to see her and they get to see the baby you have all the sisters there together they're all watching elber together i think that's really cute yeah they're passing the little kid around and etc yeah as they're talking mary says have you ever seen elber so happy sure lots of times von Ciel responds I love Aww. that. Right? <laughs> she's still I love that shot though. That panel. It's really you know, cute. Like the way she's like still hugging her sister even in that moment. Like right. yeah. yeah. You can almost hear I don't know. I can I can almost hear her voice. Yeah. Her little kid voice. <laughs> sure, lots of times. You know, I can almost hear the voice actor. Yeah. <laughs> so in the middle of this beautiful wedding procession, we see Amelia there in the wedding dress. Great Uncle Dell, he has this outburst. He yells, witch, witch, white witch, at Amelia in the wedding dress. I remember you. I know what you did. I saw you in that dress. You killed him. You killed Jesse. Die, witch. And he raises that rock, whatever, that pink crystal in his hand. But just then he's stopped by this other guy. We'll learn this is Uncle Fred. Didn't I tell you not to make a fuss? Didn't I warn you what I'd do, he says. Mm, I don't like that. So Amelia... Yeah. She deals with the situation gracefully. She's just like, let's get on with it, shall we? And so everyone kind of like goes along with that. That kind of provides a little tension for me. I'm like, oh, wait, is she is she doing something right. bad? Okay. Like, I can't, you know, and because her face looks very haughty, even though she's originally mm. very confused. When oh, they're le- yeah. when he's leading yeah. away old Dell, I hate the look on his face. It's so upsetting because the guy that's dragging him 
is just you can tell he's being very rough and the yeah. old man can't keep up and it's so mm-hmm. upsetting and sad yeah. he's just a confused old man like a little gentleness would have gone a long way but that was absolutely the wrong reaction to just like jerk him right. and you know, say mean things and so i'm immediately on this old man so i'm like oh that's i want to go oh, yeah. fight right. that guy like i want to protect this old Dell. next page says so much yeah it's yeah. very upsetting so uh, it, like the the fact that Oh, anyway, you know, go it's on. like whimpering, well, cowering. It's, it's, it's really, it's really interesting because the actual wedding ceremony that everyone's here to see, we don't even see that. Yeah, we just like see mm-hmm. the aftermath of it, and it's juxtaposed with what we're really focusing Awful. on, which is Uncle Fred just slapping the absolute crap out of Dell across the old, head, old man. Yeah, and so and yeah. there's a color I shift mean, and everything. Yeah. I mean, mm. it's 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 just really they dedicate an entire yeah. Page yeah. To yeah. Like that. I think it's really wow. interesting how they put these things together in the background. Everyone's cheering and celebrating the wedding, and it's going on. They're saying "I do" and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But then this is what we are focused yeah. on as the reader. This very point, clearly sad too, and upset. And the way they've staged it. Yeah. Like, he hasn't dragged him out of sight or anything. He's still, like, anyone turns around, they'd see everything that's going yeah. on. Yeah. But everyone has deliberately turned their backs and just ignoring it. Awful. This is very yeah. clearly, <clears throat> uh, like, confused and upset old man. It's but, uh, very... yeah. Uh, Again, I do want to talk about the colors because when Dell has his outburst, there's like a there's like a cool color shift right there where it's kind of like this orange mm. um, as he's like having that moment. And then, of course, as he's getting hit, too, there is that deep color shift yeah. as well. And again, it's always for those motion, uh, emotions that are punctuated by like, you know, something that you'd feel in your stomach, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We cut to the evening celebration and the colors are outstanding on this i mean i love how they're depicting like that the fire and the night and you know the way that the purples and the yellows are used it just like really it just gives you that like i don't know farmhouse bonfire feel you know what i mean it's really good mm-hmm. and von sale is talking with all her cousins i like this this is where all the cousins get together and they're all talking you know they're what all i mean labeled I'm, yeah there's a yeah i love that yeah it's really cute um and there's a mystery about dell he ain't been right since 1852. He went with his brother Jesse out to California during the gold rush and Jesse never returned. He said a white witch killed Jesse and then he's always had that weird rock. So that's what all the cousins are talking about with Von Ciel. Maybe Dell used that rock to kill Jesse, Von Ciel exclaims. And then again, the, the sisters come and like tease her again. They're like, oh, now you're making her all scared. Don't you remember when you read Poe? You couldn't, you had nightmares and stuff like that. And she's like, that was years ago. They say, come dance. You'll be too tired to fret about spooky old Dell creeping up the stairs. She goes, I wasn't before, but now, right? Yeah. <laughs> now that they put that idea in her head. I love that. That's such a little kid thing. And then Elber comes up. I really like this moment. Come on, Von Seau, I saved you a dance. And uh, we get this outstanding splash oh, page here. This is a great page. Really beautiful. I started this page for a while. Yeah, I love the music notes um, coming out of the corner from the band. They're wafting. Yeah, and there's just... Like the scent uh, of a pie throughout the yeah. party. Yeah. <laughs> And I love like all these little details. Like there's like a, there's like a woman like she's trying to get this older man to get up. You know what I mean? And yeah. you can see like yeah. he's kind of like maybe he's too old or he's like he's not as mobile as he used to be. There's just like all these little. There's two little kids dancing. Um, there's just a lot of really good stuff in there. It's just very wholesome and it's like, yeah, you know, I've been to stuff like that or I remember 
I don't know, not necessarily a farm bonfire party, but you know, I remember like kind of hanging out with my cousins and yeah. being in these kind of situations. It's very nostalgic, even though I wasn't alive back There's then. There's two ladies know. dancing. There you go. It's fine. Oh, looks like a, it, it feels very much like my childhood. I remember bonfire parties. Oh yeah, big yeah. time bonfire parties <clears throat> for sure. On uh, on New Year's Eve, uh, we would go out to. My uncle had this property way out where you could pop fireworks because it was outside of the city limits. <laughs> yeah, they would make a big bonfire. And then at midnight, everyone would just start throwing fireworks into the bonfire. Man. Oh, nice. And it was pretty dangerous yeah. because stuff would just be like <laughs> flying out and stuff like that. But it was like really cool. When you're a kid, like that's the coolest. Oh, anyway, I remember that stuff. Yeah, I remember bonfires. Uh, she says, you're a better dancer than you used to be. And he says, the French love to dance. And she's like, that look on his face. What's he remembering? Who is he remembering? I have to point out that panel where he says the French love to dance because they're showing both characters from the waist up but we're talking about how he's apparently improved in dancing. Um, you know, it's implied that, you know, like he's doing it in a way that's um, more sophisticated. Right. Sure. And so what do they do? Look at the way his hands are with the fingers uh, out. And he's like yeah. doing correct posing with his hands. So they can't show his legs and show that he's doing nifty moves there. So they're showing it with his hands. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a great And detail. his expression as well. He seems very confident with himself there. Mm. The eyebrows, I think, is what it is. That's sadness, though, when she's dancing with him yeah. and realizes his mind is not with her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of moments like that in this. I love those moments. Yeah. That's like yeah. where that's yeah. you have that. Um. What is it called? Where you're from the outside looking in, kind of thing. You yeah. know what I mean, right? Mm. Chapter three: The Lady in White. We got a nice shot of her stepping into her car. I like that little tease there. Yeah. Um. So now Elber and Amelia live in the Saudi. And there are still snakes in the walls. Uh-huh. And um, Von Ciel is helping with that, right? Mm. <laughs> Some great colors there, too. Um, but I love this shot. Is her like It has the shriek, yeah. and then you see her throw the snake out or whatever. There are definitely snakes on the farm that you leave alone, for sure. Right, that you're right. like, no, I want them around, actually. They're good <laughs> to have around. Yeah. But just... not in the house, just maybe right. not inside of the house. <laughs> maybe just outside of the house, yeah. Fonciel is doing her chores and she sees Elber going off to do some chores too. She's going to, he's going to go help Pa, uh, but she wants to go play hooky and go swimming again. But Elber's like, I have responsibilities now. We had him before too, Elber, but we still have made time for fun. No reason things had to change. Fonciel responds. I'm I, sorry, Fonciel. Yeah, I can't. I, I read that as you, you still made time for me. Right. That doesn't yeah. have to do. You don't have to right. stop making time for me. So after this moment where he's like, I'm sorry, I can't. Uh, this is one of my favorite pages in this set of chapters right here. I love the colors on this page, but I love this sequence of events because have you ever been like so angry yeah. and then you're doing everything angrily and sloppily and then yeah. so it makes things worse. you're making more trouble for yourself and then more things start compounding on it. So she's like dripping water through the thing. And then she's just like pouring it out. They're like, you're gonna have to clean that up. So she goes to clean it up. And then the other sister comes in and trips over her. I thought I just love this. I think it's so funny. And that's how things play out yeah. sometimes. And it's just but like, then she's like, well, get up off the floor and go do this other completely right. separate yeah. chore now that we have for you. And yeah. she's like, oh, it's like she has yes. like three things in the span of one page that everyone's yelling at her about. And that's just going to make everything yeah. worse. And so, yeah, it's very it, the, the pressure you can feel a building. Right. Uh, but I just thought that page was so funny where the sister trips over her as she's like trying to clean up the mess that she made. I've definitely had those kinds of moments. Um, and it's only piled on more when she's asked to go get some jam. 
and she goes to get her favorite apple. It's all gone. They gave all of it to Amelia as a housewarming present because it's her favorite. That's just, you can see her face on the bottom panel. That That is it, man. She has had it. She's up to here. That's the last straw. That's it, um, man. uh, But I thought this would be a good time to ask, what what is your favorite jam? What's your favorite favorite jam? jam? I was about to ask you that. I don't know. I like like strawberry everything. Okay. Um, So I do like a strawberry jam. Strawberry jam's great. I I like strawberry flavored stuff. Strawberry jam. What about you? blackberry for oh, sure yeah, blackberry all the way and, blackberry jam yeah. what about you aubrey do you like a jam strawberry oh nice, there you nice. go strawberry jam how about you mark when i was in tasmania i tried a jam called chocolate murder which was a mix of blueberry and chocolate and it was oh, fantastic oh wow sorry i'm not blueberry blackberry blackberry and chocolate blackberry okay oh, wow yeah. that sounds great yeah. but you know, I, I do also like blackberry yeah. and grape and just like yeah it would be uh, difficult of, to yeah. find a jam i didn't like right, I right. Think, yeah, probably. yeah yeah yeah, jams are pretty good, but apple. Um, I've never. I don't know if I've had an apple jam. Oh, it's so good! You haven't had apple yeah, jam. Uh, let's try some apple jam yeah, while we're get some apple jam. Uh, when we're reading the next set of uh, chapters. Sure. We'll do some apple jam. How's we that sure sound? will. We used to have yeah. apple butter when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. I remember making various oh, yeah. kinds of jams as a kid. Um, we would make uh, like fig jam, <laughs> like fig preserves, though, is what they call fig preserves and blackberry oh, preserves. Yeah. We had all kinds of stuff like, you know, on the farm, you have all kinds of like nice yeah. stuff like that, like peaches and pears and blackberries and whatever. Um, figs, a lot of figs, though, down there. And yeah. I remember this one year we had a bumper crop of like cucumbers. So I ate cucumbers like morning, noon and night for like various oh, ways nice. of eating cucumbers. And like for a while, it's like, it's so many cucumbers. It's so many. <laughs> they're, they're delicious and refreshing in the summertime, but it's also like... I don't know how many more cucumbers yeah. I can actually eat. So we would trade them for other <laughs> stuff, like with the neighbors and. Things. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. there you go. I'd bring over a bag. Get of a barter going on. I would bring over a bag of cucumbers and bring back a bag of pecans and etc. So. Nice, nice. Anyway. Yes. Yeah, jams, so, delicious so jams. Let's try some apple yeah. jams. So upon this horrifying realization that her apple jam is gone. The smoke above but, her yes. head, the grumpy smoke is growing bigger and bigger. It's a huge plume dragon behind her. Von Sale marches right over to the Saudi. She lets herself in and she gets the jam. This is where I, she's crossed a line for me. Like she goes into their oh, home. Yeah. 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 And you can, I don't know. I feel like the way that it's framed, like the way that she walks in when she opens the door and walks in. Yeah. I like how she looks in through the window. Well, <laughs> well you can see their the contrast. Yeah. So like, like, because they deliberately showed you the same place in the other house. Yeah. How alive it is, how colorful it is, the wallpaper and everything. Then you go to this place and it's empty and it's quiet. It's, it's framed in a more stagnant way. Yeah. It's all in beiges. You know, you can feel the loneliness as you yeah. walk in. But it's still got evidence of life. Like there's a vase with roses in it. There's a bowl and a rolling pin. Yeah. Like people it's live just, here. It's much more humble. But it's not yeah. her home. It's someone else's right. home. And she right. can't just walk in there. Like that's very, yeah, that for me crosses a line. And I'm like, oh no, foncier. No. So she sees the apple no. jam. She's like, aha, hello, beauty. And that's then it's not yours. That's in someone else's kitchen. Yes. That's not okay. And then Amelia startles her by catching her in there. And then she drops the apple jam and it smashes to the ground. I just wanted one jar, she tells Amelia. I'd have given you one if you asked. I'd have given you one if you asked. That's right. so heartbreaking. That interaction yeah. there is so heartbreaking. But you can't come in my house whenever you please and take what doesn't belong to you. Go home. I'll clean this up. Oh, and Vonsio, I know about the snakes. Oh, what a her. heel. Yeah. I would feel like such a heel. That moment. Oh, that, that was where I was like, man, I just love that they're showing you 
just a glimpse of what Amelia's going through. And also just that that moment of like, I have every reason to shout at you, but I'm not. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm not mad. I'm just not disappointed. Gonna, and she doesn't give her a reason too, because that would be a great reason for Vontio to be like, oh, she yelled at me and now I hate her even more. And, but she can't really do that. Mm. You know what I mean? But because she's, she's disappointed, which is so much worse. Yeah. But yeah, the way they frame her reaction. So it's like, for a moment, she's not even in the world anymore. Like, because it's just the entire background vanishes. It's entirely white. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just, I did something bad and now I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. So we cut over to Hop's general store. This is a real store. Oh, really? Yeah. These stores have been oh, around. Really? They're all over the place. I don't know if they've been there since 1919. Yeah. But there are these Hop's general stores and they're still around. They're called something else now, but they still have Hop's in the name, I think, yeah. or something like that. I don't know if it's the same exact thing, but when I typed in Hobbs General Store to Google, there was a ton of these stores. It's like a Piggly Wiggly. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a a regional. So I want to say that there is some yeah. basis for it, yeah. probably. I was just about to ask about that, just because like I remember reading um Anna Green Gables and like coming across the sections when they go to the general store and being really confused because <laughs> it didn't operate like any general store I understood right. and went down a whole rabbit hood of like, uh, rab- sorry, rabbit hole of like exploring and find out about yeah. Piggly Wigglies. And- Piggly Wigglies. interesting yeah, there you yeah. go. I was just about to ask you like, what, how would this differ from your regional experience? Like at where you, where you're at, like what is, is oh, there? No, I was just thinking more of-, of the modern experience, how you go in, you grab everything off the shelf, you <laughs> take it to the front counter. You know, it's not like in Anna Green Gables, you walk into the store with a list you give it to them, you go out and do other stuff, you come back when everything's done, you load it onto the cart yeah. and go. You know, like, yeah. it was a completely different world. Yeah. Browsing in, like, uh, braided wicker baskets for yeah. whatever little fruits and veggies that they have is right. such a, yeah. it's such a down well, home feeling. They didn't even browse. Like, right. the, the grocer did it. Like, yeah. Like, they just had a front desk where they would give them the order and the grocer would do all yeah, the Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I think I think I was reading or listening to something the other day, and it was talking about how Piggly Wiggly was the first uh, store that you actually went and that picked you the went stuff. into. Yeah, you pick the stuff mm. up yourself. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Okay, awesome. That's they a great had. Yeah. I remember going. They, was a game they didn't have the belts. They had just a big sheet metal that you would put your items on and slide down okay. like with your hands like you would put huh. them to the anyway von sale's there with her mom and she says that she's tried to like amelia but she just can't then you just have to pretend my darling mom responds that's a very that's mom a response incredibly yeah. mom i like response. how she doesn't even look at her while she says it she's looking at her list she's doing her shopping mm-hmm. it's just like she's just something that it's just something that she's saying yeah. to her um that is so that's such do? a mom move you i have love that just an angry daughter um, and you're just angry for no reason. Yes. You're like, well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but uh, mm. I noticed she's, is she buying apples? So I was thinking, is she making more apple jam? Right, now, right, right, right. She's buying oh, the she apples there. I thought that was a nice little detail. Some continuity there, right? The mom meets with another local, Pauline, and they talk and it comes up. We basically find out that there's a drought and people are running out of water. Pauline's family needs water for their harvest. There hasn't been any rain. They're getting worried. So the Taggarts, they live on the spring. So... You know, mom says you can come over and get some water from us. Yeah, that's a very neighborly thing to do. I, I love how Von Ciel yeah. eyes the candy jars. Um, this made me think of um, when we were driving through West Texas on our last road trip, we came across this candy store in West Texas called Gunslingers. Yeah. And it was set up like an old, old time. Ye oldy candy shop. And they had, they had it all in the jars like this. Oh, yeah. wow. And, and in the big uh, 
wicker tubs and yeah. stuff like that and you scooped it all up and you took it up there it was really yeah, cool the tongs clack nice. the tongs and they together. had all the old school candies they too did. yeah it was they really had neat. the um oh the root beer ones but they have the uh the sour uh crystals on the outside oh yeah the, the sour root yeah, beer the sour root beer yeah the sour root beer oh man yeah okay yeah you were excited good. about good oh, i was really excited about those man we bought a lot of candy there it yeah. was good it was good stuff anyway i'm usually a chocolate person but mm. those are i can't resist them but when I saw this page, I was like, and all yeah. I could think of was like, oh, I loved being in that candy store. I love a candy store. You do anyway, love a candy store. I really do. I like how like she's opening up her, her own pocketbook and looking to see if she has any money. And she like turns it upside down. <laughs> and, and a fly like, comes oh, out. No, see, this classic. To, to mention this, because I love the way over the last couple of pages, there's lots of parallel actions going on where like, you know, you can see that the mother's friend comes in, they have a talk and you know, like the, um, Von Seal's got her own thing going on, you know, like that's all unfolding panel by panel. And then when you get here, the conversation starts having implications over what's unfolding with Von Seal. Yeah. So you have the line, things are looking dire. She's opening her pa- uh, wallet, looking and <laughs> oh, finding yeah, nothing. Yeah. Then the next line, um, we've got plenty of water to go around. And in the background, the white car, that's going to take that all yeah. away is in the background, you know, like, yeah, oh, the foreboding. Kind of just... Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it's great. It's just so well staged. And uh, so Von Seal sees this woman in this extravagant white car. Um, I was trying to look this up. It looks like a 1919 Rolls Royce Springfield Silver Ghost. Joyce. Yeah. Uh, wow. Silver Ghost. Yeah. So the Silver Ghost, it has a tire right there where those three pipes are. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't find one with those three things. Um, so I don't know if that's just like a, Artist or maybe, or, or maybe this is like a custom one oh. or maybe uh, I just didn't see that. I version choose of custom. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it looks yeah. really cool. It looks really nice. Silver ghost. It's too perfect. Yeah. It's just the right name yeah. for her car. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it the same Rolls Royce and Indiana Jones and the last crusade? I don't know. Was it might it? be. Might yeah. Be. Did I see that? As Von Seal watches this woman, she appears to turn and look at her. Oh. And I and now she's very dear. She's very delicate. And now the looking. mom and, and people are talking about her too. They're like, oh, what's this white car? She must spend half her day cleaning it. Oh, you know, yeah. Whatever, right? <laughs> I was just thinking, like, she's walking down these dirt roads in this all white outfit here. It's the, very um this. it's very out of place and it's yeah. very like there's something kind of uneasy about it. Yeah. There's some little details I really love. Like up till now, every time you've seen Von Seal's eyes, they've always been circles. And then you see the white witch and she turns and she's got these diamond shaped pupils that are pink, like the salt things. And then you see the return look on Von Seal and she's got them inside her eyes. Like there's a tiny fresh smoldering. They're like burning. That character inside her as well. Well, and she says, the way she's looking at me, I've never felt more seen in my life. It's Jeez. like she knows me. Yeah, it's so great. Just, I love that. The idea, because like, you know, when something's in your eyes like that, like it just, it's such a great visual to link with that line of dialogue. It sparks something. There's right. like a, there's like the point of no return that's happening. And, mm. and when the mom calls out to Von Seal, she's in the middle of the street now. Jeez. So she was inside looking out. And now she's outside and she doesn't realize how she got there, which I think is another really interesting, intriguing detail. She's like, huh? She tells mama that she feels funny. And the mom says she does too. It could be a front coming in. And if it's not, well, something's coming. That's for sure. By the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes. 
Um, so we probably talked about this on the Hellboy uh, book club before, but oh, we um, definitely did. this is a couplet from Macbeth spoken <laughs> by the second of the three witches in Act Four, Scene One of the play. And I'm, it's used in a lot of like pop culture stuff. Yeah, that is the thing that um, members of my family will say. Like, if you're feeling a little bit like, oh, there's a front coming in. Right, my my, right. my yeah. hip is acting. You know, I've, yeah, I feel I've kind of a lot too. funny. Yeah. I feel kind of weird. Oh, there's a front coming in. I love an olive green car. I was going to say, say I miss I all of green cars. Car. I didn't look up this car. Maybe some, maybe one of our listeners I can tell us what cars kind of looked car cool. Yeah. Like what a powder blue and olive green. Give me a weird colored car, a weird shaped car. I want a station wagon with the wood paneling. <laughs> I do also like how, uh, when they're talking about her car, um, whoever heard of a white car, she must spend half her time, her life cleaning it. And I'm right. just all like, <laughs> I just find that hilarious. Cause like all on dirt roads and everything. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's true. Oh yeah. Chapter four, salt water. And we see the, the crystal glass, right? Man. When mom and Von Seal return mm-hmm. home, they tell Elber about how the town is worried about all the drought and everything. Um, and they also mentioned the strange lady at the Dogwood Hotel. Makes me think of Dogwood earlier, Aubrey. You were saying mm-hmm. that, that that's what the yeah, that's was, absolutely right? what that tree was. Good call. Yeah. Well, we, we had we had um, some dogwood trees in my, my nice. uh, yard okay. when I was growing up. Good job there. I'm not sure, but this might actually be the first bit of dialogue from the father. Oh, oh right. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Glamorous woman at the Dogwood Hotel. Cough. Yeah, <laughs> he coughs. Yeah, you're right. He doesn't say much. Yeah, he's he's almost always silent. Sometimes right. dads just don't want to be yeah. involved because then it's a whole thing, you know. <laughs> so when they mention the sophisticated lady, Elber thinks she means a soiled dove. So that's a euphemism for a prostitute back in the day. That's what they used to call. Yeah, big yikes. Yeah. Oh wow. And huh. so she's like, well, she, no, she didn't look like one of those girls from Coyoteville. So like, that's what they're referencing there Towards, this is 1919 yes yeah. this yeah. is the character the characters yeah. are talking about this we're not yeah we're gonna have to be doing here. a bit of unpacking of um you know the attitudes of the period as we go sure sure, sure. right von sale mentions that she was sophisticated and she had a big white car and matching luggage and cropped hair yeah oh, oh my grandmother would have said you know like that the cropped hair like that you know that's very french oh okay <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and then so when she mentions that there's a beat and then Elber starts coming up with his reason why he has to leave. Oh, he forgot to talk about these plums. He plum forgot. Jeez. And now oh, he needs one. to go. Now he needs to go and get these plums and, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Right. And Von Seal knows that he's lying. Yeah. Mm. As Elber speeds off, Pauline from earlier shows up to get water and Von Seal's tending to the horses. She's approached by this strange lady. There she is. Oh, it's you. Von Seal exclaims. Hello again. The lady says. We haven't met, Von Seal responds. No? I feel as though we have, the lady says. You look like a friend of mine. You could be his, but never mind. My name's Greta. So how did she just appear right there, right? You look from one panel to the next, she's totally not there, and then she's right there next to her. Like, what is that? Hmm. But this again, you know, like, the, the, we're now learning that language of the, the panels that pop with your stomach. Yeah. This is a much more subtle one, but it's a way of saying... She's feeling this in her stomach because her hand is orange and the whole background's gone white, you know? Right. But also, yeah. I like the angle at which she's looking down at her. It's very, there's something about that yeah, to me that's yeah. very like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I want to befriend this woman. I want to hang out with her. <laughs> she seems weird. Greta asks Von Seal for a glass of water, so they head inside. When Von Seal asks about her accent, Greta says that it's rude. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. You're a child. That's how children are. Rude. Jeez. <laughs> I really like that. Yeah. 
But um, but but it is quite rude, right, to ask people about their accent. Yeah, but you know it's also I'm... rude to correct people. So like they're having kind of a rude off. Like you're being incredibly rude. That in and of itself is supposedly rude. Like I remember that as a kid, like being like people were being rude to me and being like you're being rude. And my mom was like, "Don't say that. That's rude." And right, I'm like, "That right. is very confusing. I don't understand." But that's a very like they're both very antisocial. Yeah. Both of them are. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like just butting heads here. And it's very interesting. So Von Sale, she wants to get a fancy glass for the fancy lady. So she gets That's like, such a little kid yeah. thing to want to yeah. do. I love yeah. that detail. Anyway. So is like, this crystal? Yes. Yeah, it looks okay. like crystal. That's what I was thinking. Okay, so. They're um, in a case. Oh, look at that glass and I see the diamond motif again. You know? right. Yeah. And they're in a case. She has to open a case to get it out. Like that's very special. Yeah. Like that's a, that's a oh, display yeah. case. So she fills it up from the drinking water and she hands it to Greta. And as Greta is drinking it, the glass starts to crack. What is this? Does this have like, is this because it's a crystal glass? Like, what is the significance of I was like, I was like thinking, am I missing like a subtle detail here with salt and crystal or something? What is the reason why it cracks like that? She wants to get access to blood. Okay. She yeah. did that on purpose. I see. As an excuse yeah. to subtly cut her, herself. You know, her eyes being like orange, then her whole body shifting to orange and her eyes going to white. Right, like, okay. There's a power shift happening there. She did that on purpose to cut herself so she could plunge her hand into right, the water. Right. The fr- using the phrase company best oh, yeah, is also yeah. such a little kid thing. Right, this whole yeah. like thing is very like, oh, I'll just go ahead and... Whatever. What if she was counting on that, though? What if she was like, oh, she'll probably offer me a thing I can right. use it. I yeah. don't know. So this whole thing is just very... But where the glass cracks, that's almost like a horror moment. Yeah, it you is. You know what I mean? The way the color yeah. and the pacing of it. Uh, really good stuff. And it, it it's stuff that like really makes it feel otherworldly because we've spent 60 pages so far in a very ordinary world. Right. You, know, you can feel the shift into something more extraordinary. Here. Yeah. So Greta's hand is bleeding. Von Sale starts to tend to it. And just then, Elber walks in. And they do know each other, right? Greta calls him darling. He says, I guess that's your full car stuck in the ditch down the road. Yes, a beautiful thing. Abandoned. Like, you abandoned me, so Greta dramatic. says. But I'll give you a chance to make this right. He says, what is there to make right? I left you on the Champs-Élysées, not in a swamp. That's in Paris, Von Ciel thinks. Is Greta the brave, pretty nurse I wanted for Elber? I didn't save your life in that hospital, so she is the nurse, right? Yeah. Uh, Greta is the nurse that mm. saved his life. And he says, I'll always be grateful to you. But when the war ended, our time did too. I'm a married man, Greta, with a baby on the way. And that's why I need baby. <laughs> Greta and Von Seo yeah. both exclaim. I love that realization yeah. right there. It's, a, it's yeah. really good. It's a comedy moment. It's a plot moment. But it also immediately says, you know, like the attitude to that relationship that they both have is the same. Yeah. Yeah. They're both colored the same. But you're right. mine's. You're only special to me, not anyone else. Yeah. Look at the colors, though. Look at that. Yeah. Man. Greta asks Elber why he's letting himself grow old so soon. That's what I've been asking, Von Sale thinks. Greta asks Elber to come with her to travel all over the world. I'll go, Von Sale exclaims. If Elber comes, so can you, Greta says. Oh, Elber, please. I love her eyes in that panel. It's really cute. Like, she just, she's, does she genuinely think he's about to leave his wife and baby for she, this, like, just to go, like. She's spellbound. Though. Yeah, she I think is. She's, she's, yeah. she's, she's wrapped in this moment. But the color know? shift again, like, uh, like Mark's like, been saying. And it's, and it's everything she's wanted. This is the the nurse that she wanted. Exactly. Yes, yeah. She mentioned it twice. Exactly. Yeah. I, I love this that it's like yeah. 
she goes, oh, maybe this is the pretty nurse. And the next line is, I didn't save you in that. And it's like, yeah. she is. And it's like, this is so weird. Anyway, I want to talk about this more as we yeah, get into it's it. It's literally telling you this woman is wish fulfillment. Yes, yeah. yes. But the bright lime greens and, and, and yellows of the like mood shift and the exclamations of, no, you're you're out of your mind, etc. Right. Very, um... And Elber talks about his trauma from the war. He says he'll never leave the country or even the county, and he'll never leave Amelia. And Greta takes her bloody hand. She's so mad at this realization, she plunges it into the drinking water. And I so... feel like she was planning to do that right. if things didn't go her way. Yeah. Oh yeah. And if things did go her way, he would like help her and right. like, oh, your hand, etc. Either way. Until you come away with me, Elver Taggart, your spring will be unfit to drink. No creature will draw life from its waters. I lay this hex in anger and bind it with love. Jeez. This vessel holds the last of your fresh water, she says as she pulls her hand out of their drinking water. Once it's gone, you'll suffer as I have since you left me. Notice that this is the only time we've got a word bubble that's a different color. Yeah. Oh, it's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the whole blood magic. So it shifts to that. Right. Yeah. That's such a strong, powerful, and very specific hex. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love the way they, they, you know, like express her power in the panels following. Where like immediately after that, she lifts her hand out and almost that entire panel has gone into whites, even though they're indoors. You look at the right. previous panels going yeah, back. Yeah, she and, dominates yeah. that And then color um, like as she walks away, she takes the white with her, you know? Yeah. She says that she's heading straight to Sarah. I told you how to get there, she tells Elber. If you want me, follow me. And so, of course, they do go check the spring and it's full of salt water. The colors on this page are really great too. But like Albert has this freak out moment, right? Where he's like, what is he going to tell his parents? Now Amelia is going to know that he was unfaithful during the war. And Von Sell, she tries to comfort him. And she actually gets on Amelia's side. She goes, oh, you know, Amelia loves you. Yeah. And she tells him that Greta is a witch who cast a spell on him to make him fall in love with her. The look on this dude's face though. But that makes him freak out even more. He's like, I never loved Greta. It was always Amelia. And then he runs off and he trips and he like bashes his head and it's all like going wrong, right? Yeah. But at the same time, like you can see the lies that are being told here. You know, yeah. he says he's never loved Greta. But then earlier in the book, you know, when he's proposing to her, it's because she can take care of me. And her mother is talking about like, she, you know, Amelia's lower than him, but, you know, she'll do. She's perfectly fine. Right. You know, like, you can tell that love wasn't his motivating force. And then when they're dancing later on, his mind is elsewhere. His mind isn't elsewhere because it was a fling he had. It was a, his mind was elsewhere because he actually did love Greta. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And that's the other thing that, like, you know, you kind of, you're, you're really seeing how, like, uh, that responsibility is thrown off like that that whole line of maybe she cast a spell to make you fall in love with her it's always the woman's fault isn't it right, right. You know, like, oh, yeah. she's a witch like he's not responsible for his feelings you know like but anyway yeah no you're absolutely like, right Mark. I, I, this is stuff that like i love going back to on rereads and picking up on all the extra stuff that was there in the aftermath back at the house it's evening the doctor is leaving now and saying that Elber's had a shock and he needs to sleep. And Von Ciel says that this is her fault. She thinks she wanted Greta so much, she made it real. And she also realizes how good Amelia is for Elber and how, you know, she's going to take care of him. So she takes it on herself to make things right. And she heads out to find Greta. 
So, but I did want to talk yeah. about this idea of what is this where she she wanted this to happen and then it did. What happened first? Did it really happen? Like, I don't know. I start to get like, I just think it's interesting that like maybe was her imagination like, was it influenced by things that were about know. to happen? I or? just think like it's a weird coincidence that this is exactly what she wanted and well, it's happening. Like, was how it does maybe that an happen? Int- like an intuition that was almost forced on her by the tide of things that were coming like a front coming through oh i see like oh the front's coming through do you know like maybe yeah. like yeah, she didn't even realize she was thinking these things until be- he came beyond back her. Yeah. right but that's the thing is like her maybe she wasn't in control of like wanting these things to happen like just the the front of the magic right. pushing through kind of you know influenced her and she kind of assigned it to her own feelings but right i don't know yeah. like, i don't know like maybe is that just the influence of this powerful being well and i think that there's also like kids always think that a lot of things are their fault yeah you know yeah and um i think that that's important that it like kind of points this out that it but it's not it's not her fault you know and it's this outside force but like that is something that i kind of it kind of resonated with me i kind of thought that was really interesting this moment at the top of this last page of this chapter where she's uh where amelia's saying goodbye to the doctor then she closes the door and just rests her head against it, gathers up her strength before walking into the room and saying, I'm going to stand by him. Right. She knows. Oh, oh yeah, right. big yeah. time. Yeah. She's so sad yeah. in that mirror. And I mean, like, she's got a hand on her stomach. You can see she's visibly pregnant. And yet, you know, like, that's the other thing. It's like earlier they had the whole, ah, baby moment. It was like, man, you weren't paying any attention at all, were you? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. Great detail. Yeah. She does oh, know, so and good. yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to paint her in a any lesser light, but like, what would she do in that time, in that day and age? Like, right, you're just, yeah. you know, like mm. you can't get divorced. You can't just have a baby by yourself, right? right. So you just got married. Yeah. You're about to have this baby. Like, that's it. You got to commit to that. Wow. Sorry, yeah. you just yeah, got to do yeah. it, man. So I mean, that's su- like I don't yeah, agree with that. That sucks. Sure. Obviously, that's terrible, and that's yeah, not how it should be. If you you should be able to leave that situation if you want to, but I wonder how much of that. Obviously, we can't dive too deep into this. Is like a fun kids story, but like it's how much of that is like. Well, I guess this is my life now. It, it invites the metaphor. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, uh, but um, for, for a kids story, I like that it, it it shows these characters, and then it shows that they're flawed. Yeah. Like it yes. shows that mm. these these people that you look up to well, and and, and, age and even Vonciel yeah. and even Vonciel yeah. too, you you see her flaws as well. Yeah. And and I think that oh, it's absolutely. that it's important to kind of like these aren't this isn't like Superman or whatever, you know what I mean? Like the, right. like How else are you going to relate to these characters? Yes, exactly. I mean, being able to yeah. relate to the characters in a story is what makes a story so impactful and powerful. The only way you can even relate to Superman is like during the times that he's shows how he is similar to to, pe- to humans on earth to people on earth right like so it's a very mm-hmm. yeah you flawed characters are the best ones because yeah. then you relate to them and you go through the journey yeah. with yeah. them and like starting uh von Steele off as as this gives her room to grow and yeah. change and gives her someplace to go like that's that's absolutely yeah. a good choice but it's you know you're seeing all of them in that how they're all impacted by this chain of events that's occurred yeah when you read into it and start to realize like what's been going on behind the scenes and what lies are being told when i read this stuff i can't help going man like greta's justified in as in being as angry as she is she's not justified what she does with that anger right 
that yeah. her anger itself is justified. Well, we all, I feel like we can all recall a moments or various moments, series of moments where we were like, oh, I'm not, I can't go back to when I was just an innocent little kid right, anymore. Yeah. I can never go back to that. Mm. Like there's a, there's a moment in your life or a series of moments in your life. There's a change. There's a shift where you go, oh, I'm not a little kid anymore. I have to, I can't unsee the world for what it is. I can't unsee these people for who they are. I can't forget and go back mm. to a more instant time. I have to take this. It's almost a responsibility that you now take on to be like, well, I have to deal with this with knowledge and, yeah. and I have to decide what I'm going to do with that. It's a, it's a powerful feeling. Chapter five, the sacrificial pawn. Uh, so this chapter, I really like this chapter. It, most of it takes place at night. And so like, there is an awesome color journey throughout this, uh, this chapter. Mm-hmm. Sorry, John, do you recognize this clock? From my grandparents' house. Oh yeah, your grandparents do have in that. the living room. <laughs> I the love very that. loud really? clock. So uh, there is the this letter that she writes, and I love how they put this because how are you going to explain this premise? You know what I mean? Of it's cursed, and so she basically just says, "You'll find that the spring is turned salty." Would you believe it if I said it was a curse? Mm-hmm. I like how that's how they put it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Very delicate. I don't really have an answer for this, have but an explanation this for is, this. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I thought that was very gracefully done. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. Very, very and Rebecca Mock is a horse girl. I'm 100% confident that Rebecca <laughs> Mock is a horse girl. Look at this lovingly. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Right. Stormy. So, and uh, the illustration of Stormy on the front of the book is really That's not derogatory, by yeah, the way. Yeah. We're not derogatory about horse girls. You can be a horse girl. Do it. Oh, no, absolutely yeah. not. Horse girls yeah, are awesome. horse girls are awesome. If there was an apocalypse tomorrow oh, yeah. and no cars worked, pop, you know, like horse girls will be. <laughs> <Yes. you> know. <laughs> That's so true. Uh, so we get to the Dogwood gently, Hotel. Gently rule your yes. Sorry. <laughs> we get to the Dogwood Hotel. Um, there's a guy playing chess by telegram yeah, with somebody. Lovely. Yeah. Oh, what a great detail lovely. there. That's really interesting. This character, actually, I love that, you know, he's just a guy, basically, that story purpose wise, he's just sending her you know like giving her information yeah, to go yeah. to another location but man did they make him like feel like uh, he's got a whole other life you know he feels so fleshed yeah. out in this little moment yeah. he really does yeah von seal tries to ask about the lady greta um she's already checked out and so she asks for a forwarding address and uh, so this guy knows von seal and he knows that she shouldn't be there and so he tells her <laughs> head home or he'll have to call their great uncle Dell. i like this line he says um as my friend here is fixing to learn I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. Mm. When he mentions Uncle Dell, she's like, oh, Dell, that's it. And she remembers how he called Amelia a white witch. So Von Sale, like starts to put these things together, right? Maybe that's who he was talking about or he knows something like about this. The colors on this page, the yeah. green and the yellow and all that. Yeah. As she's going throughout mm. the night and she's like, here she's going away from the hotel. So the light from the hotel is mixing with the night to make that green. Yeah. It's really, God, it's very masterful. Yeah, it's very cool. When she gets to Old Dell's farm, I mean, look it's at these colors. Now. Too. Just one last detail there yeah. is like the people playing poker in that last uh, panel. It's a bit of foreshadowing. Anyway. Oh yeah, okay. Oh yeah. Is that um They're just keeping all the elements present? Yeah, is that Uncle Fred right there? Yeah. As they get to Old Dell's farm, this, these colors are incredible. Yeah. Um, as she's going throughout the she's night. She's way out there too yeah. now. Like that feeling oh, yeah. of being way, way yeah. out there, it gets creepy despite yeah. how much you may 
be familiar with it or 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 how much you may even lo- love it there's part of you that's like this is very right. elemental well, this yeah. is very that bottom panel that, where there's yeah. just black in front of you you yeah. know what i mean they really captured that feeling of like no matter how familiar you think you are with that kind of setting yeah. you're, you're almost never prepared for and how creepy it is i love it when um there's a quality that light gets when you're away from the city yeah. and you're out on a farm in the middle of nowhere yes. and it's like the middle of the night and you become suddenly aware of every single movie version you've seen of nighttime uh-huh. is bullshit. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. like, it's, it's not dark. It's really light. Shadows aren't, like, you know, sharp black and then light. They're hazy because it's moonlight that's dropping right. these. Uh, the light. Yeah. So yes. You get these, like, kind of colored soft shadows, and it's only in the houses and everything where it's completely blocking things that you get true blacks. Absolutely. Um, I love that they do that. You see it on this um, next page, you know, like, the the horse is walking along under the as they're coming into the farm and it's just casting this yeah. like pale shadow i'm like oh that's so what real moonlight yes. is like yeah. camping under a full yeah. moon there's just nothing like it it's and it, so and weird it's very bright yeah. and it's almost like hard to sleep because mm. it's so bright <laughs> and I, I was just going to say that mark because um that capture of the night being in the dark of night yeah. but the but the moon is out yeah. yeah um it's just yeah it is real weird yeah it's just one of those things they can't really film movies right. that way yeah. they've always got to have lights in there and everything to get the you know so the footage just to get too grainy and um yeah so it always or they'll do like something. a day for and night it, it, but i, I right. kind of wish yeah. there was a way to capture it yeah the closest i've actually seen of all things was a pixar movie um, in cars, they have a scene at nighttime uh, out in the middle of nowhere, and I'm just like, oh, oh okay. interesting. It looks like real nighttime for a change. Yeah. So the the farm is pretty creepy. She seems pretty anxious about it. She notices a light is on. All these, I'll just the whole page is just various shades of lavender and this yeah. bright yellow. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. She also notices a mm. weird smell. There's a moonshine still in the barn. The green yeah. smell yeah. and the lavender. It's really good. Yep. And just when she's holding her nose, yeah. that, she's turned green. Like, it's the really, smells yeah, I love here. that that little detail right there on that top panel. Um, but really she good. she also suspects this is why Uncle Fred is hanging out with Dell, right? Yeah. What a good detail. Mm. So the house is pretty trashed as well, and there's so much detail in here. I mean, I feel like we could talk about every single page, and it's sure. building tension too because, like, it's the middle of the night. She thinks that he's a murderer, you know what I mean? And all this kind of stuff. Um, there's the moonshine still. So um, it just builds a lot of tension. And so she gets to this really weird scene where it's like he's been locked in the room, so he can't get out. Mm. Just want to point out the uh, snake picture. Oh, yeah. near oh wow. Yeah. yeah, that's very cool. So uh, she's like, Odell, are you in there? And he's like, who is it? She goes, Von Sale, I'm your niece, grandniece. Oh, uh, heck, I'm John Taggart's daughter. And he's like, are you dead? <laughs> She's like, Dad, no. I need to talk to you. Is Uncle Fred keeping you locked up in there? He always does when he goes out. He's gone for how long? He goes, can I have something to eat? Oh, terrible. Oh, man. So then she like cuts open the thing and gets in there. And he goes, you sure you ain't dead? And she's like, pretty sure. And then she's like, oh, it's clean in here. It's all like nice in his room. He keeps his yeah. room clean yeah. despite the fact that they keep a terrible It's nice, room. but it's still in those... Yeah. Right. Oranges. Yeah. You know, like you'll notice it's associated with his pain because you know, like it comes through the keyhole when he was being slapped yeah. earlier. Oh, they right. Those same yeah. Colors and yeah, it's it's just like yeah. Oh, sorry. The um moment before it. Sorry. Um, when he's being helped. But anyway, yeah, they associate that color with him. 
I love when she's like, uh, I've got cold biscuits, a couple apples, cheese. You can have anything you want. He's like, anything? Anything? There's those little like kind of stars around his head and stuff like that. The sparkles. Um, Just really cute. We're getting a better picture of this guy. You know what I mean? Like these simple foods are such a treasure for him. It's so upsetting. It reminded me in a weird way uh, back early in in the podcast when we read Mr. Higgins Comes Home. Okay. And they're like, oh, they're, we're going to see this werewolf guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they go and he's like a very little guy in like a little room. He's like, oh, hello. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, Mr. Yeah. Higgins. And he has this like very yeah. kind of quality, kind of like this character as well. Uh, again, I just want to point out now that we're in his room. Once again, another snake picture on the wall. Oh, you're right. There is another snake picture. I didn't notice these. Very cool. Oh, I thought that was an F. <laughs> this book has got so much stuff like that. It's so, so anyway. um, she mentioned she's looking for a woman and Dell says he doesn't know any woman. So she like, she goes, I think you do. And then there's like this scribble, scribble panel. And then she holds up this little picture. I love that little picture that she draws. She's a really good artist. Yeah. Yeah. She goes, she looks like this. And then he hisses. Mm. There's a uh, snake, snake hisses, right? Interesting. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so um, she mentions someplace called the Seer, uh, someplace called the Sarah in French. Like there is a town called spelled that way and it's pronounced sarah so anyway i did look that up okay so she asked him to mark it on the map and he like slams the pen down like way outside of the map he says that it's far west the desert i don't like to think about it please Dell, my family's in trouble von sale pleads and i need to find her so i can set things right will you tell me the story it was a long time ago Dell says and so we get this chapter uh, this is the last chapter that we're reading today um the lady of sarah the salt flats yes. this is really cool i love this uh this whole chapter is really amazing it's yeah. it, it, and, and the color kind of i don't know it it's just seems a, a little fairy bit more tale looking it, it, it's a little bit more vibrant it seems to me right yeah this picture they've chosen for chapter six i do not know why this is there's elements of the white witch uh-huh. yeah. yeah in it for me just you know like the whole snow thing like you know the way the flats are all white and everything it's just it feels very, very much like my memories of reading Narnia as a kid. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So it's Indian Territory. In 1852, Jesse and Dell are young men, and they're heading off. They left their mining jobs to go strike it rich with the gold rush in California. As they're traveling, Dell mentions like he, you know, Jesse was younger than him, but he followed everything that he did, and he kind of looked up to him. And I had a similar relationship with my brother. Right. My brother's two years younger than me, but like I always kind of looked up to him, and he was kind of like, this kind of character too where he would just kind of do whatever he wanted and i'd be like man how how do you get to do all this stuff you know i mean he would go to concerts like but like unsupervised and like i never got to do that when i was his age it was that whole like ask for forgiveness instead of permission type of deal but anyway so jesse uh makes them go on this shortcut through the desert and then they're like losing it from heat stroke out there right yeah that's no good so uh, he, he thinks that the shortcut will be over soon. And they're like, oh, well, you can drink water from a cactus, but there are no cactus around. And as they're kind of like joking around, they're laughing. They're also like passing out. Yeah, they're dying. It seems like mm. they're dying. Uh, as a note, you cannot drink water from a cactus that it will poison you. <laughs> oh, OK. Good to know. So as they're collapsed on the ground, Dell's like, come over here and die next to me. Jesse says, you come here and die next to me. How about we meet halfway, Dell says. And then he's like, hey, Jesse, you dead yet? Figures you got to be first at everything. He's not dead, a voice says. And so we see Greta. She's carrying Jesse. And he's like, who's there? Dell asks, are you the angel come to take us home? 
you can call me Greta. I'm not an angel, but I will take you home. And we get this one full panel of her carriage moving across the desert. I and mean, I think it's interesting how, you know, she has the Rolls Royce now, but like back then right. she had like a fancy white carriage, yeah. you know, with white horses. I it's do love like, to see yeah. uh, beings like this update. You know, <laughs> I think that's really interesting. When Dell is awoken by Jesse, they find themselves in this other land. Greta says this is the place in between. Jesse tells Dell her own little country, Sarah, the Saltlands. This is a very Tree of Gondor kind of a thing here. Right, and, and, and I like yeah. this whole yeah. like explanation of like, oh, the government said she can have this land because no one comes out here. And he's like, mm. what? What are you talking about? That doesn't seem right. <laughs> I don't know about that. The whole country for yeah. her and we're the guests. Yeah. Again, I love the way they just work the diamond motif in everywhere here. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. right, okay. Yeah. I love this weird tree that's out there, too. The tree of Gondor. Yeah, yeah it seems Which very is symbolic. Which in a diamond-shaped yeah. uh, bit of... It's in a diamond-shaped pond. Yeah. Yeah. So Greta joins them, and she also mentions that she has no husband or family. Um, they've all passed already, and so... Okay. Um, yeah, so it's just them, and um, so she's sure that they're both hungry, and she's prepared a lunch for them. So they go down. So let's talk about this lunch that, that they have. I thought this was interesting. Flowers. Mm. they're eating flowers jesse's like dell it tastes like a breeze on a summer day flower soup yeah but he's just like um he's like do you have any meat ma'am and she's like "Uh, not unless you want to eat lizards like i said it seems like you've served us the centerpiece right That looks pretty refreshing. Yeah, but the colors are incredible. I love the way that that looks. I'll eat a flower soup. What about you eating a flower soup? Oh, absolutely. A a magical, mysterious flower soup from a witch. Yeah, that line is Well, when you say it like that, I'm going to say no. (laughs) (laughs) But he's like, uh, no, it's all right. Flower soup it is. Yeah. I like eating flowers. You can eat a lot of flowers. A lot of flowers are edible. Absolutely. Yeah. Greta mentions that she's bored and lonely there on Sarah, but she stays because it's a family tradition and she's the only one left to uphold it. And Jesse is pretty psyched about the whole thing. And so they agree to stay for a while. And Dell is like, oh, I knew this was going to happen. And I knew I knew it was a mistake, but he couldn't leave without his brother. A week pass, then two. And they end up staying there even longer. As Dell wanders around, he wonders how Greta keeps the grounds up when she never lifts a finger. So it's just like immaculate, right. really yeah. extravagant land. It's beautiful, too. Yeah, like it I looks mean, gorgeous. everything is oh, yeah. really, uh, and the colors are just outstanding in this whole place. So as he ventures out, he finds some pretty strange sights. Um, I like this ominous panel where he sees all the bugs coming out of the tree, and then a lizard comes and eats the bugs, and then a bird comes and eats the lizard. <laughs> oh, man. He's watching all these mm. things happen. That's that's a lot to see. But nothing troubled me more about Sarah than the field, Dell thinks. And so we see this like weird field. It's got all these like salt crystal giant pink rocks everywhere. Yeah. It's almost like Himalayan salt crystals or something like that. Mm. And again, that shift into pinks, you know, like it, it's a single color taking over. Right. The moment I stepped foot there, the wind rushed towards me like a cry. It said run. And so the wind literally says run wow. in the, yeah, uh, so in the panel. It's so cool how they did that. And it starts off really small. It's just like, you can even see it in the top panel. Yeah. Um, there's the ends going by. That is such a nice detail. Mm-hmm. I if love I'd, that. If I'd read this as a kid, this would be like one of my favorite things I'd ever read. Yeah. This oh, is amazing. Definitely. So Del runs back. He tries to warn Jesse. He says that they have to leave now. But Jesse says he isn't ready. He tells Del... 
he's never felt this way about a woman before. And he mentions wanting to marry her. But Dell doesn't like this idea, and he finally leaves on his own. So we get him, like, storming out of there. As they're arguing, though, there's kind of, like, the color shift is going back and forth, too. Yeah. But he doesn't get too far before he drinks from his canteen and discovers that it's salt water. Jeez. And he looks up, and the vultures are circling him as well. So there was nothing left but to go back to Sarah. So he returns. Um, What is this game that they're playing? Marbles. Um no, it, it's a. Uh, oh, I played this before. I can't remember what it's called though. I was so interested by this. I love this page. Mm-hmm. Um, I love them. Just is it like, not just an oversized version of just playing marbles? Or? It's kind of, but it's a, it, it's got a name. I can't remember. Um, I was once I was working for this company. We went out and played this game. Interesting. <laughs> well, anyway, if anyone lo- if anyone knows, uh, I'm just interested in that. I love this page. I love the colors on. It. I love how they're all dressed up playing this game. And the game. staging Seems too. Like a, you know, like her yeah. back to throw the thing, and then the thing clanking down, like as if it was you know in place of her ball falling there instead. It's just great. I think but I found she, it. Okay, what is it? Um, bocce. Bocce ball. Bocce. Oh, oh is that what it is? Oh, okay, cool. cool. Yeah. I didn't grow up playing bocce. I have no yeah. frame of reference for that. That's so interesting. I, only know that from um, Central Park. It was in an episode of that show. Okay, anyway. nice. Very interesting. So when Dell comes back, he tries to confront Greta, but she just kind of like giggles about it. And then Jesse downplays it too. You um, could have killed me. Right. <laughs> and Greta says she couldn't have him leave yet before the season fet. How do you say that? Fet. Yeah. Okay, I had to look this up because I was curious because my I whole life you. I've said it as fate. And apparently in Australia, it's fate. In the UK, it's fet. In the US, it's feet. So there you go. I've always okay. heard it as fet. Yeah. Yeah. So um, apparently, um, like uh, in the US, they're more likely to um, ignore the um, the diacritical mark. So it oh, I see. Feet. Yeah. But anyway. Weird. But yeah, fate is, is a completely wrong pronunciation that just became popular in Australia. Until I later. see. Okay. <laughs> So um, Greta makes an agreement with Dell that they can leave after the party, although she will miss Jesse. And Jesse says maybe they don't have to part after all. Um, but in the middle of this, Dell interrupts, begging your pardon, who will come to your party? There's no one here but us. Is that what you think, Greta asks? Well, you'll see. Okay. And see, we did. Oh, man. <laughs> Does this guy kind of look like Reese Darby a little bit to you? Yes. Sure, he yeah. a little bit like Reese Darby. <laughs> he does. Who I love. So this next page, this is like the culmination of the stomach drop moments. Like the entire party goes one color. Like they've been building up this language all the way up to this scene. To me, like, it's just like, bravo. Well done. Oh, yeah. And the the, the big overview of the property is this big crystalline, Mm -hmm. like, motif. It looks so cool. Yeah. Greta's guest came out of the desert. And the trees and down from the hills and out of mirrors. Yes! Uh, I can spend all day looking at this page. Look at this owl guy on the bottom left. Look at him. No, yeah, there is so much to talk about on this page. I mean, this little budgie guy at the very bottom. Oh my God, it's so cute. So this party is filled with animal people. They're all, they have animal heads or they're giant versions of animals. Some of them are just big animals. This one's a pickle. He's just a pickle. Well, there's just like a big, uh, a big fish, like in a suit. He's just like a giant fish. Yeah. There's just a bird on the table hanging out. I like yeah. the moose with the spectacles. <laughs> yes, so cute. Oh. 
Man, there's even a snail just... in there, right down the bottom, on the bottom. Well, right. there's like a there's like a bug too. There's like a cockroach Look or like this. a cricket or something. I think it was like a, a cricket or a locust or something like that. Oh yeah, there's the yeah. snail. I see him. Love him. Yeah. There's a mushroom it's guy. It's just oh, there's a like fish. a little cactus. There's yeah. some giant flowers. Oh, there's flowers. a praying mantis. Big mushroom guy. Yeah. There's a bear wearing glasses, looking all <laughs> contemplative as he's talking to somebody. Yeah, there's so much going on in here. It's just incredible. Yeah, um, I, I, I can't get it, over this it's, page. It's, it, it's worth reading the the entire thing just for this page. I think, um, just to just for this reveal. Um, mm-hmm. They were unlike any people I'd ever seen. Dell thinks, but some seem to know us. Dell, pleasure to see you again. This bird person says we're thrilled you made it back safely. Uh, I don't believe we met, Dell responds. No, but we were so hoping to. Ah, jeez. That's creepy. <laughs> yeah, that's a very, like, David Lynch moment. Or It reminds me of, like... Kind of? It reminds yeah. me of... Um, there's a scene in, like, Lost Highway where he's like, call me, I'm at your house. And then he calls the phone, and then the guy answers who's standing there, and he's like, give me my phone back. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, that. that th- th- this, that's what this reminded me yeah. of. But I love Dell's jacket. What is this jacket? Love Dell's jacket. Got all those flowers on it. It's. I love this design. I mean, I can imagine it being like embroidered, like it being embroidered or something. Embroidered, yeah. God, like I want to see that in real life. I want that jacket in real life. Uh, in that jacket. It, that is so incredible. I was so taken by off, that. Yeah. Anyway, if that's a real jacket, um, I, I, I got to have it. Well, we've already got evidence that it goes really well with a great moustache. Yeah, true. there you go. There it you does. Go. It would yeah. work. Dell bumps into this other lady. Um, and she's like a snake, and so whenever she talks, she elongates those S's. Snake I'm lady. sorry. It does that when I'm startled, right? Um, so this is really cute, and she's like, she asks him to dance, and he's like, I've got two left feet, and she's like, that's all right. I don't have any feet, <laughs> um, because she's just a giant snake, and like she apologizes for her rattle going off. I think this is really cute, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. um, uh, She's trying to make friends with him and stuff like that. And then they have their toast and they're toasting to Greta and Jesse starts making this speech. And just like Von Ciel did when Elber proposed, Dell also goes, oh, no. Right. When Jesse proposes mm-hmm. to Greta. The thematic echoes are so wonderfully done. And so she says, are you sure? And he's like, dead sure. Yikes. She goes, let me finish. Are you ready to take me as I am? Will you abandon the conventions of mankind? Will you leave your world and enter mine? I will, he says. I am accustomed to my freedom and I will not give it up. But I want nothing more to spend eternity with you. Do you think you can accept my yes, yes, beloved? And so they embrace. And everybody cheers, except for Dell, who's just kind of like scowling there. Yeah. When the snake lady asks if something's wrong, he just excuses himself. We get a better look at that jacket. And he steps out. My head was spinning. I stood in the yard and looked up at the moon. The moon. Another lady in white who quickens men's blood and drives them mad. And yet again, we have that same echo once again of the blaming women for the way men act. Don't do it. I felt sick with betrayal. I'd follow Jesse and he'd abandon me. Then suddenly I understood. I wasn't angry with Jesse or even Greta. I was repulsed by my own cowardice. Jesse was a fickle navigator, but without him, the path and the consequences were mine alone. Mm. In the morning, I would go to California, but first I would congratulate my brother on his engagements. Uh, I like that realization there, too. Yes, yeah. And so he goes over and he sees Jesse and Greta through the window, and he sees him smiling. He's like, I wonder if he was smiling at me or looking at his own reflection. 
So they have this toast. They drink this thing. He goes, I never got a chance to ask him because once he drank that stuff in the glass. And then we flash back to Odell telling the story. Oh, jeez. So we don't get to see what happens. And he's like, I can't. It's too hard. Please go on, Vanciel says. She's listening to the story. I've got to know, for the sake of my brother, my family. Well, if it ain't my lucky night. And so we see Uncle Fred has mm, interrupted like this. And he's caught them there talking. He just won at poker. We saw that scene earlier and he pulls out this gun and he's like, ah, uh, she's got a pretty name too. And it says curiosity on the side. That's right. And we know what she did to the cat, don't we? Question is, what does she do about you? I think that's a great ending too. That's a great place to kind of stop here because, uh, well, first of all, it's right in the middle of the book. And also it kind of, there's a little cliffhanger. There's a little bit of drama, a little bit of action going on. So anyway, um, Aubrey, uh, you, you've only read up to here. You haven't read the rest. I have not, so, read, I have not read anymore. So, um, you kind of mentioned earlier, this is probably something that you would not have normally read. Well, um, yeah. Yeah. How, how did you, what are your general thoughts on the book so far? Oh my goodness. I am loving the crap out of this, to be honest with you. It's like what Danielle said earlier. Like if I had read this as a kid, it would have been one of my favorite things yeah. because I mean, it's reminding me of stories I liked as a kid, like the dark crystal or labyrinth or something yeah. like that. You know, stuff that's, that's, I mean, aimed towards kids, but aren't afraid to like kids experience a good yeah. story and it has that's its fearful moments yeah, and all that, that's you know? what I understand about why so many people hate on YA. Like why, what's yeah. why, yeah. what's the reason, you know, there's no good reason mm -hmm. to hate on these yeah. kinds exactly. of stories. It's yeah. there's that transition is so important. And having stories like that, the, the the thing about YA though is like when it's written really well, you understand it at that age, yeah. but as you grow up, you see new layers in it. Like, you know, you could see with this story in the first half, you know, like, the stuff we were pulling up like there's yeah. so much going on and it's there for you to see when yeah. you have like the there's something between to green eggs and it. ham and michael crichton there's something between these yeah. things <laughs> mm -hmm. that you need that mm -hmm. transition into that yeah yeah and and i mean like i said earlier like the it, it is ya but like the characters have adult problems you know and they have like life real life that is going on in the midst of this fantasy yeah. story that kind of grounds it in it like i don't know i mean I, I i didn't read this as a ya thing i didn't read this and go oh this is a ya book that i'm reading it just felt like a good yeah yeah a good graphic novel so That's anyway like graphic novels yeah. i think though in general any other uh any other comments or thoughts as we're kind of wrapping yeah. up danielle or, or mark I'll, I'll have to save them for the next episode because all my uh, yeah, big thoughts are tied up with the ending can you uh can you come back next week same time to do the second oh, half yeah, sure excellent awesome i didn't mean to by the way i didn't mean to hold up michael crichton as like the end all be all of like <laughs> adult but i just mean like yeah anyway that was the only thing that i could think of of like i just remember being like 10 like yeah. 9 and 10 and reading michael crichton and be like this is a grown-up book well, you yeah, know so like, i couldn't really think of a better example of that i can't help but think of ursula k Le Guin. you know she wrote these fantastic books but she was never afraid of writing ya either yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I was thinking like kids deserve um, good books. Yeah, they just do. Uh, Superman smashes the clan. Have you guys read that? I have not read awesome. that. I know that of it. That's really good, and that's that's a quote unquote YA. And I thought that that yeah. was like the year that that came so, out. I thought it was one of the best books that I read. Yeah. So you know, what I, I love mean? this like, part. Like yeah. I, this is a this is a good solid book. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Just the colors and everything. It just really captured my imagination. And 
you know, lends it to. And like I was telling Aubrey, I was kind of disappointed when we stopped at chapter six because obviously we have to put a time limit on this thing, but also like. A lot of my favorite stuff is in the second half of well, the book. Well, yeah, so I mean, like, it's the second half I'm, of the and book. I'm like, yeah. oh, man, we're not, we're not going to get to talk about this. We're not going to get to talk about that. So I know. I'm really excited to get to our episode for next week. Yeah. And um, That's why it's a book club. Yeah. We'll all get together and talk and, about and, it. It and, gives and, people a chance, though, to uh, yeah. to yeah. check in so far with their, oh, yeah. you know, what they're thinking yes, about. Yes, please pick up this book or get it on Comixology. And uh, I'll just say this, the, the colors by Rebecca Mock just continue to ramp it's up so in the second mm-hmm. half of the book. Yeah. It is really outstanding stuff. I'm excited to share yeah. it with you guys next week. And uh, <sighs> awesome. Great discussion. And I uh, almost said the thing where I was like, oh, there's yeah, a, there but so I can't, I yeah, can't yeah, say yeah. anything. <laughs> I'm not going yeah, to, obviously. Good. I can't wait Shut to off. talk about okay. it. I'm excited. Yes, good stuff. All right. Well, with all that anticipation, Aubrey's going to say all the things. All right, everybody. That was the Eisner-nominated Salt Magic. It was really fun, and I can't wait to get to the next part, and I hope you guys enjoyed it, too. And I want to hear what you have to say by sending us a hey, you damn guys at Book club member comics at gmail.com follow us on facebook and instagram at uh, book club member comics and on twitter book club members you can also find all of our resources on our facebook about section our podbean website and our link trees on instagram and twitter as always i'd like to give a special thank you to paul from gatahan for the uh, theme music thank uh, you paul thank you paul i want to thank uh thank mark for coming on and joining us yeah mark, we missed mark. You. and thank you danielle and john for being awesome thank you aubrey for also being awesome thank and for you. helping me out last week with all that con stuff that oh was, man that it was, was a lot of fun. work we had a lot of fun but we it was a lot also of a lot of work yeah it was you can get the podcast wherever you find your podcast from and when you're there open it up and give us that five star review every little bit helps yes do it yeah and then also if you're enjoying this uh tell a friend let them know and have them join the book club do that too our theme music is from only beast our logo is designed by ross radke yes next week we're going to be finishing up salt magic we're going to be reading uh chapters seven through the epilogue so you guys know what to do get that digital or get that book and join us Next week on Book Club Member Comics. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm a big giant bird friend at a witch's magical party in a <laughs> mystical mansion in the middle of the desert. I'm a bespectacled moose. Aw, that's cute. <laughs> and I'm Aubrey Lovelace saying, mind your beeswax. Yes, <laughs> awesome. Great job.